0: Good morning. It is a Would You Rather Wednesday edition of Glenn Clark Radio. I am Glenn Clark. He's Griffin Bass, and hanging out with us in studio for the first hour of today's show, our buddy Tim Barbalace from 1057, The Fan. Uh, Tim, now, how does this work when you, like, do they now have to, when you walk around the hallways at 1057, they to walk to you, but you say, Good morning, talent. Like, how does this work when you get a new gig? Do they have to address you appropriately? Is it like when you get a promotion? Like, in the, in the military, you get a promotion. They have to address you by your rank, of course.
1: They have to say, like, hey, good morning, Commander. How does that work when you get a promotion now over there? You see, a couple people have came up and congratulated me, but there's really no I would, title if change. If I were you,
0: I would ask for more respect than <laughs> <on>
1: that. <laughs> well, it was funny, Glenn. So, during the pandemic, right when the sales yeah. staff ended up coming back... They separated the sales and programming oh, so that I can I, can't. I waited for that day when I worked in radio. <laughs> no. oh. So they separated the bathrooms and it said talent only. So that was that <sighs> made me feel good. I ah, mean that, it, that was well before I was, you know, boy, even a full-time boy, on air. Wait,
0: wait. I don't know if we should talk about the fact that you segregated bathrooms.
1: <laughs> it was, a, it was <laughs> talent I, and I, sales,
0: man. I'm not I'm not trying to get anybody <laughs> in trouble. Name, um, I really feel like you should demand uh, <clears throat> please address me by my full title and then request that you be referred to as like Sir Tim Barbalas or something like that. Now that now that you're no longer among the unwashed, now that you truly and I think they should provide you a car, probably. That'd I think nice. they should provide you they used to. I'm not even when I first was at WHFS, they had like four station vehicles. And I can't remember. It was something it was something that was the time, like in 05, was very trendy. <laughs> But it went away very quickly. Like, was there a a brand of Kia that was, like, trendy for a second? It was very slick looking. And it was trendy for a second in the mid-2000s. And then within about, like, a year, no one would be caught dead driving one. And we had four of them.
1: Well, we don't have that. We have three Equinoxes. Okay. So when I started in promotions, we would drive them all over. There have been a couple times where my car's in the shop, and I'm hey yeah I right need to use yeah this I need a station minute. vehicle yeah let's go. And right? then of course they have the obnoxiously big vans Yes, with the wraps and as the, well. right. I remember driving those for the first time around Towson, you know the okay. circle and everything, and I was scared. Okay, it's too much. My first car was yeah. a Dodge Neon, okay. and now yep. I have a Mazda three. So yeah, I'm it's, used, too I'm used to it's, it's too much. I agree. Driving it's it's too
0: much. Well, I. Th- I think you should get a little – I think you should walk right in there, walk up to Sapienza and say, hey, I need respect, Sir Tim Barbales now. I I think you should have a more official title. Well, you know
1: know how Chuck is. So, of course, he's just giving me a bunch of crap for it. Like, oh, he's big time now. He's got the big head. Right. So Friday when we – Like you didn't have a big head before, (laughs) right? Yeah, like seriously. (laughs) What are we doing? So Friday when we made the announcement Mm – and you know how these things go. For those where... that
0: don't know, Tim is now no longer a producer at 1057. He is now part of the cast of uh it's still inside access. Inside access.
1: The... We're still waiting for you the should, new imaging. You so should, you should probably
0: demand like it's it's you should make sure that it has your name in it. What well, You should make sure no like I mean like change the name of the man, show. Well And I would want it first. I if I were you, right, you cause they clearly like you to do this, I would try to cash in on that. I would try to say it's Inside Access with Tim, Ken, and Jason. Yeah, like, make lead. you the first name <laughs> on the list is what I would ask for if yeah, I were right. you. I'm not trying to tell you how to live your life. It's what
1: I would do. Well, wouldn't it, shouldn't it be like the Tim Barbellay show with Jason and Ken? Right. That kind of thing? Yeah, what did those guys accomplish? Yeah, yeah, come on. Serious. Come on. I'm carrying it, Right. But uh, no, it's still inside access. We're still waiting for the new imaging rejoins. You know the, for people not in radio, when you come <laughs> back from break, not, you know inside not, access. Not, not great timing. Yes, right, uh, you know. but uh, we're still waiting for that. But Chuck, you know how these things go mm-hmm. when you make an announcement, and you've been in the business for a while. Mm-hmm. And I've been fortunate enough to have a lot of people that have helped me across the way in the market, outside the market. So inevitably when you do that thank you speech you just there's too many to thank Correct. right because Correct. you're, you're going to end up getting yourself in trouble for naming uh,
0: every, m- every time yes. every time i've ever been in that situation i have inevitably gotten an awkward email from yes. somebody who is very butt hurt but the fact that 30 people saw me post something on Facebook and I didn't say thank <laughs> yes. you to them.
1: You're leaving someone out yes. and it's just so to avoid that. And Jason, Ken was on vacation. And I was watching his dog, which we could get to mm. as well, mm. because that was a total. Bleep awkward. Show. Awkward. Total bleep show. I was there the awkward. But Jason was there. So, faced, you know, Jason's helped me a lot. And there are so many others. Wait a second.
0: He, he forced you to stay in his. Don't you have your own house?
1: Yes, he forced me to stay at We can get into that. It's a very weird bit. Cuz Saturday. You do that
0: with like a kid who's living with their parents. Like no. that like if I needed somebody I would ask Griffin because he's a kid. Like I would he doesn't have his own house. He might enjoy throwing like an animal house-style party at my house while I was gone for the week and then forgetting to clean it all up and me having to point my finger, "Oh, Griffin, I caught you." <laughs> like that's the way you do that. You don't ask a, a grown adult to leave their house. To come to your house and stay at their house instead.
1: I I love Ken. Yeah. I love Ken. He's he's a little odd when it comes to his dog. You could have just stopped it off. Yeah. <laughs> you can. You could have just stopped there. You can. Yeah. So the pinnacle of this, uh-huh. I went over, not last Friday, the Friday before, I stayed at his house for eight days. I have a puppy. She's mm-hmm. eight months old. Bruce is a rescue. They don't jive. I mean, Bruce. Bruce bit me. Bit oh, good. her. And Ken was building Bruce up. Of course, to be of course, he
0: named his dog there. after Bruce Springsteen. Huge my my, Bruce my Springsteen. <laughs> I, you, I, I love. Uh, uh, listen, white men, and I'm talking directly. We, we know each other yes, well. Well, white men of a certain age. Still, we know each other quite well. Bruce Springsteen is not a character trait. I love you. I even have gone to see Bruce Springsteen a couple of times. I sort of like his tunes. I. Went on a bachelor party to New Orleans, and we ended up seeing Bruce Springsteen. It is not a character trait. You have to have other things. Ken, I'm not speaking directly no, to you because you can. You're you're one of I the can. you're one of the billion the billion <laughs> white men of a certain age who believe just saying the words Bruce. There was a movie that they made a couple years ago. It was called Blinded by the Light, and it was like about how these like um, uh, Indian guys in 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 England discovered. Bruce Springsteen and essentially like the the crux of the movie was you can solve all of your problems in life just by listening to Bruce Springsteen it was the most worthless film I've ever seen in my entire life
1: was it the Ken Wyman story yes seriously here's the thing you're lumping him into a billion white men (sighs) he's he's like the top 1% of those whites maybe no maybe he's maybe he's been to 54 you haven't met Drew Forrester (laughs) it's exactly as bad if not worse he's been to like 54% I a hundred percent. It's now look, white men. A couple, he's part of a cult. There's a there,
0: white men like me. A couple years younger than that we had a Dave Matthews band problem.
1: Oh, that's my uncle.
0: We went from we went from white men of a certain age with Bruce yeah. Springsteen to then white men man of a slightly younger age with Dave Matthews band. I don't know what the next one was. I don't know if white men of a younger age than me have that type of obsession Do after you think that. think it's like a Zach Brown band? Ooh, at there, point. there's been a lot there's, of that. Yeah, and then, don't get me wrong, again, bombing. decent tunes. Nobody's saying yeah. that there's anything wrong yeah. with Zach Brown, but not worth, that's the problem that I had to, at, at some point I had to look myself in a mirror and say, Dave Matthews Band is not a character trait. (laughs) I need to have other things in my life. I can still acknowledge that I like the music. I can still maybe every now and then go to a concert, but I have to have things that are going for me that aren't just... A band. Yeah, you it can't has just, to be something you else. You
1: can't just lean back on that. You have a couple other white friends every Friday night, drinking a couple <laughs> Coors Lights, and you're jamming out the brewery Springsteen. Oh, it has to God, be important. You're hitting home. You're but, <laughs> hitting home in a lot of ways. <laughs> but let me get to the rest yes. of the right, story sorry, Re- real sorry.
0: quickly. We only have an hour. Here. <laughs> <laughs> the <laughs> Orioles played last night. It was a thriller. Yeah,
1: well, you know. <laughs> uh, the lead, Ken, yes. uh, Glenn. Ken. Yeah, we'll <laughs> we'll We're not on so, real radio. Right, we can do a lot of things that you can't do on one of five. So, Ken on Saturday, I told him ahead of time i was going to my parents house who have a pool i was having some friends over i didn't want to leave bruce at his house all day because i was doing the prudent move so i bring him over there's a couple other dogs bunch of friends and bruce is not reacting well he's snapping at people so i put him inside i am end up getting hammered because i'm at a pool party okay ken knows this okay (laughs) So I don't check my phone for probably five or six hours because I'm in a pool and I'm drunk. Ken proceeds, this is no BS, Ken proceeds to text me seven straight times, call me five times, leave a voicemail. Just about the dog? Yes. He blew up Jason multiple times. He wanted Jason to drive to my parents' house. Jason's like, Dude, go believe yourself. What the? Um, so then he's talking about having his dad go to his own house, and Jason's like, bro, he told you he's at his parents. And he told Jason, I feel so helpless, and I'm so concerned. He ended up Facebook messaging my dad. <laughs> I, this is no joke. Facebook messaged my dad. <laughs> that is really great. And saying, I'm so concerned. Can you take a picture of Brucey?" takes a picture of Brucey with me <laughs> and then he has he has the audacity Glenn yeah. to say is that a current picture <laughs> <What>? <laughs> he wants it to hold up a newspaper yes <laughs> so we proceeded it? to just wreck him drag his ass oh, on, under, on monday uh, we brought him on on tuesday and he was saying the lady who he, who he was with on the trip he had to like kick her out of the room because he was so stressed what out what is wrong dude, with dude. this it's, man it's insane it's what insane. is
0: wrong right, soles so when, when I <laughs> hang on when I first got into radio I was working I was on I was uh, a, 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 I was helping out I was on the Ed Norris show I yeah. was the sports guy for the Ed Norris show back when it was a I don't even know what it was a, a guy I talk call, show man. whatever you want to call it. I was a sports guy and I would sit in and I would do the show with those guys but I was a kid I was 21 I have no idea why I was you know in the position that I was in um, Ed knew that I was not being paid you know at a, a I was 21 years old. I was getting paid what I was getting paid. And he said, hey, I, and I don't know, because I, I know he still goes down to Sarasota a lot. I was just talking to him about being down in Sarasota. But he said, I'm, I'm flying down to Sarasota every week. And I think it was, maybe it was Fort Tampa at the time. I don't remember where it was. Um, I need to get to the airport on Friday. If you'll pick, drop me off on Fridays and pick me up on Sundays, I'll pay you. It was something I would... Like far more than what this job was actually worth. <laughs> like it was something like two hundred dollars a week for a ride to the airport and back. And I was like, okay, like yeah, it's two hundred bucks. I can go piss away on on booze at a yeah. bar this weekend. That sounds great. Of course, I'll do that. Um, what he didn't know was that I was also using his car every weekend. <laughs> Like, I had a crap car because yes. I was 21 and broke. I don't even remember what it was that he had, but it was very nice. I'm pretty sure there was a client that had provided it. And so I, if you let me drive your car to the airport, which, again, was also part of the deal, I could drive his car to the airport, leave my car at the radio station, I'm going to take that car for the rest of the weekend. Why would I drive my own car? That's off. your problem now. And, of course, he had to figure it out because clearly his gas mileage would reflect the fact that somebody was driving his car during the course of the weekend. Uh, one week I did completely forget that I was supposed to pick Ed back up at the airport on Sunday no. evening. Uh, completely forgot and proceeded to get hammered. <laughs> like, hammered. It was a nice day of day drinking, which, by the way, was what I did with Ed most days too, right? Like, we, I, I was, compo- I mean, piss drunk to the point where he starts frantically calling me because he's at the airport and where the F am I? Well, I'm sitting at some bar in Towson somewhere... Uh, unable to help him whatsoever <laughs> so I answer and I have no thankfully Ed and I have been all friend, friends for a long time so I'm like dude I have to be straight with you I am at a bar I'm drunk I utterly forgot that I was supposed to pick you up uh, here I'll figure it out I'll I'll pay you back for the cab that you have to take whatever and he, Ed his credit said and he knows that he was famous he's like ask around the bar somebody will be willing to come drive down <laughs> and pick me up and he was right it did not take long for me to say who wants to ride with me to go pick up ed norris and of course ed was famous slash infamous at the time and there were like six dudes dude i'll do that to hang out with ed norris so a stranger a complete and total stranger drove me in ed norris's car down to the airport to pick up ed norris and drive him back
1: only the- ed norris has that type of pool he does right? have a lot of pool bro in, he has a lot of pool. Of all
0: right today's show is brought to you by the fanduel sportsbook at live casino and hotel maryland it's the best place to be for watching and betting and all the games the bet pads are there now so you don't even have to go back up to the kiosks or the window you can just sit on your ass for hours at a time and bet all day long in the FanDuel Sportsbook at Live Casino and Hotel Maryland. Um, all right, so there's a couple things we're doing this morning. One, Tim is here. We have, uh, Griffin has procured the hot dogs, the beer, the cups, all things ne- needed. We will try to do the hot dog straw thing. Now, a couple of things. It's gonna I am, work, it's gonna work. I'm Don't aware that because we waited a day, like 60 other shows have already tried it. I am aware. You guys have messaged me about it. I see that. I made the statement that I made. This was not about being avant-garde. This was about me not being able to judge until I've done it. This is not me thinking I was so super smart. I'll do the hot dog thing. It'll it'll be the best bit in the history of radio. No, it's about maybe the guy is secretly a genius. And while we're all calling him a terrorist and saying he should be on the no-fly list, I would at least like to know before I pass judgment. It's something I don't kink shame. Whatever it is that you're into, that's what you're into. Don't yuck his yum. Thank you. What? 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 What was that? Don't, don't yuck young. his yum. I don't think I've ever heard that before. <laughs> really? I just realized. What is that? You can use it. That's just to be whatever somebody else is into. I, I, you I, don't I, say it's. I mean,
1: it could be. It's what they're into. Yeah. I actually really yeah. like. I can't.
0: Is that a? Is that a thing? Like young people use that term or? Ah. Uh, yeah, I Is it yes. yours? No, is no, it's it? not, okay, not me. Okay, I'm okay, not Beck clever. I like, I like yeah, it. I don't like young. I just realize I'm very old, and I've never heard that before. Um, so it's, have you
2: heard that? I don't think I have. Mm, I mm, Maybe it's white it's man friend. of a certain age. <laughs> yes. We met that now. It, was,
0: it was Bruce Springsteen. Then it was Dave <laughs> Matthews Band. Then it's Don't Yuck is Young. That's the way it's gone. I feel like it was the the. I feel like the next one after me is actually the uh, the pop punk. I feel like it's like the... Oh, the early, when, mid-2000s? Like the When We Were Young festival. I, I'm not um, going to lie. That's me. Yeah. That's I, but by me. the way, I still dabble. Like, yeah. I, A buddy of mine actually just messaged me and was like, hey, dude, I've got an extra ticket to When We Were Young. And I was like, oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Oh, my God. My Chemical Romance and Jimmy Eat World. And oh, my God. Yes. Taking back Sunday. Oh, I'm going to be there all day. I want
1: to go to a killer's concert in September. Uh, there you go. There you go.
0: I, I think that was the next on the yes. list. I wow. think after it went to the pop punk. Um anyway, uh th- we're gonna do it. We're gonna do it. Uh we will attempt and, and see how it goes. And by the way, I don't I think it's going to suck, but I just want to know. That's all it is. I just want to know. I
2: was afraid you're gonna try it last night while you're at the game. Like you you just wouldn't be able to help yourself. <laughs> we'll talk
0: that. about my what happened at the game last okay. night. We'll <laughs> talk about it. All right. Uh, also later on in the show, uh, from ESPN, David Schoenfeld and June Lee, two of their uh, baseball writers both going to join us. Uh, David Schoenfeld wrote a lengthy piece about how the Orioles have done this this season. June Lee was up in Williamsport as the Orioles played uh, the Red Sox on Sunday night. We will talk to both those guys. Um, Tim, the thing about last night, before I get to my, you know, I, I had an interesting night at the ballpark. The game itself, fascinating. Because I'm, I'm. it's hard for me to figure out where the line is between this was an amazing win versus what a spectacular fail it is for the White Sox to have had 13 at-bats with guys on, in scoring position and produce one run From those scenarios. Like I don't know where the sliding scale is between this was an amazing, brilliant performance from the Orioles to win this baseball game versus oh my God, how incompetent are you to be in those situations and not be able to score any runs in those situations. I have no idea where those two meet. What I do know is it's a game the Orioles had no business winning whatsoever, and yet they won it anyway, so it was a lot of fun.
1: And that's where it was gonna go. You have all of that runners in scoring position failure. And you have a Cy Young candidate on the mound, Mm -hmm. and Dylan Cease, and you kind of felt. Look, they got that home run. uh, The White Sox two to nothing. Austin Voth was kind of shaky throughout, but then the Orioles responded. Austin Voth put two
0: men on base every inning. Yes, every his whip last night had to be seventy. Yeah, (laughs)
1: like and and look, man, we were talking about this on Inside Access yesterday. You can easily make the argument that Voth ever since. They claimed him from the Nats where he was terrible, had an ERA of over 10. They converted him into a starter. He's probably been their best starter, and it's been such a surprise. And, look, last night he didn't have his A game. I think that goes without saying. He was, But yet he was an a, out away from a quality a start. Quality start, exactly. Yes. But Dylan Cease... Gave up that three-run shot to Mountcastle. They made him work in that inning, 28 Well, the story right was there. Adley's at bat. The yes. story of that, eight as much, I
0: don't take anything away from Mountcastle pitches. because clearly none of this yes. happens if he doesn't hit the home run. Yes. The story was Adley's at bat. It changed the course of the game. And that's when we attempted to find the greatness. I saw somebody, a baseball writer in Boston this morning, trying to compare Adley Rutschman and Alejandro Kirk and was like, hey, look, for all the hype about Adley Rutschman, Look at what Alejandro Kirk is doing because he's hitting three hundred this season. To yeah. take nothing away from the, the season that Alejandro Kirk is having, he's he's been very good. But what's missed in that is that you can't define what Adley Rutschman is doing purely by numbers. There is no way to define how much he has changed things by working at bats like that. They won that game last night because Adley Rutschman saw nine pitch, whatever it was, in that eight. first eight pitches in that first at bat continued to work it, forced a walk, made Dylan cease labor a little bit, made him a bit uncomfortable, and it ultimately leads to Ryan Mountcastle hitting a three-run homer.
1: Look, we're really into baseball savant on the show and that they have all the in-depth analytics, and this is a guy that's 70, 70 70-plus games into his major league career, and he's already leading and up there in the highest percentiles in the league Mm -hmm. as a rookie, as a catcher, and It was an interesting question that we were kind of going back and forth with yesterday. Is Adley Rutschman right now better than Matt Weiders? And it's intriguing because, look, Right, I compared their first seventy-two games, mm-hmm. and Adley led him in every category besides batting average, and I believe Weeters had one more RBI. Okay, so Adley's on-base percentage right now is vastly better than any on-base percentage that Weeters ever had. Sure, and look, this isn't to take away or diminish Weeters' career. It was a four-time All-Star, so two-time it's such goal. an awkward well, conversation. It is, it is, right where you got the Jesus and Cleats Mauer mm-hmm. with power. But he never lived up to that, and I think that's why people probably view him in a different light. But to Rutschman, he is one of those rare guys, not just in baseball but in sports. When he was drafted 1-1 in 2019, he was viewed, you're the savior, you're the face of this rebuild. And look, he scuffled in the first 20 games, but since then Mm, he's been he's been unbelievable. And the patience that he's had at the plate, but also Glenn, his pitch framing. Mm-hmm. I mean, th- think of how many strikes he has stolen. Uh, y- you saw it over the weekend where. Look, a and I, guys- I hate that that's
0: a thing that we judge catchers by because I'd rather a strike be a strike and a ball be a ball, right? Like, that's. that's I would rather there be the robot umpire thing. I'd rather be the it's coming. automatic strike zone thing. But until there is, we can't get around it. Until there is, we can't escape the fact that pitchers can have greater faith in throwing certain pitches because Adley Rutschman is there behind the plate to work on it and that it is absolutely getting in the head of hitters it is 100 percent impacting hitters guys are gonna get thrown out because they're getting so pissed All off over the weekend at the calls <laughs> that Adley Rutschman is able to get for his pitches
1: and I I agree with you wholeheartedly. Robot umps, you want it. Right. You want the correct call in anything. You want the correct call. But that being said, the Orioles lose a big advantage 100%. when robot umps come. So it is kind of. So now you're changing your mind. Now well, I don't. I, I'm no, out. I'm out. No, no. I'm, no, I'm, I'm going to fight like two. I'm, you know what? I was wrong all along. <laughs> we need
0: that human element in baseball. <laughs> no, no. I'm, I'm, I, I'm still all for I robo
1: umps. But look, it does for the time being. And. There's multiple takeaways from the game as well, where I was all for them trading away Trey Mancini, Jorge Lopez. I think you're beginning oh, you're to see you're definitely seeing the
0: they're, they're in trouble. This lack is, of as exciting as last night was, they're in a bind tonight. Oh, they're yeah. in a serious bind tonight. Felix Batista is, is, not, is not an option tonight. Yes. Um, and and what he did was was unbelievable. Effectively wild, working out, getting two strikeouts, stranding the bases. It was incredible. But you, you damn well better have won that game last night because you're now going in with a hand behind, behind your back tonight. Which doesn't mean that they can't win tonight. Yeah. It just means they're going to have to be extra head, who I still don't remember if it's Lewis or Lucas. I every time I swear to God it's yes. Lewis head. Yeah. Lewis head is gonna have to pitch tonight. Like they are. They are thin now. This is what happens when you you are confident that you can make it work with Joey Crable until every time you put Joey Crable into a high leverage situation, you're reminded, oh, there's a reason he was in our B bullpen. There's a reason he was not one of the A guys. And
1: yeah, now it's at a situation where you kind of got to put D.L. Hall on the fast track. Hopefully you're going to get him once rosters expand yeah. in September so you can add some relievers. I mean, knock on wood. Maybe Grayson makes his debut. But with the bullpen, like you were saying, it, it it's teetering and even Hyde admitted it. Kevin Brown on the broadcast with Masson yesterday, I thought, made a good point. I mean, there's no secret that going into last night's game, the White Sox were a game and a half behind the Orioles. So this is a series mm-hmm. that you need to take. You're kind of playing with house money at that situation where Kevin was like, Hyde's sort of managing this. Like a playoff game, because you're trying to steal a game where you're going in, Dylan Cease is on the mound. You aren't necessarily expecting to win that game. So, to steal game one, but now you're robbing Peter to pay Paul. Felix Bautista, no way he's pitching tonight. And also, I I don't know if you made this a would-you-rather question, Mm -hmm. If I got hit by a 102 oh my mile per hour oh my in in my God. elbow, just just end me, my just just God. old Yeller, like take me out back. I'm, I, I'm done. I,
0: I will, and I hate I hate having this conversation too. But it is Tony LaRusso that we're talking about. The question was posed to me by a friend of mine last night. Do you think? Not, but no. Obviously, there's no way for them to think that Felix Batista th- – There was two runners on base. There was a two-strike count. Yeah. There is clearly no, no intent not whatsoever. Not. But is Tony LaRusso That was his first hit batter. Correct. Is Tony Larusa so insanely old school that he's going to say, "Look, you took one of our guys out. We got no, We're gonna. We're gonna throw. It, we're throwing at you. That's the way it's going to go. Somebody's wearing one tonight." And I was like, "Jesus Christ! do he's, he's he probably would. You know, he like, probably I, would. Probably the case." Um, all right, two things really quickly, because we got to get to a break, then we're going to do the hot dogs, and we do have Would You Rather Wednesday. Um, uh, number, number one, were you disappointed about Gunnar Henderson not getting the call yesterday? Are you confident that it was, hey, we just don't want to have him face Dylan Cease, and he's still going to be up at some point this week?
1: So... When the reports were circulating at the beginning of the day yesterday and you saw that he wasn't in Jacksonville, I think it wasn't people put.
0: Which, which as it turns out, he was. was in But at the
1: time, you put two and two together. Okay, he's going to be up either today or tomorrow. Like you were saying, tough ask for Gunner to make his debut um, against a Cy Young candidate. But now he is in Jacksonville. So a couple things at play here. Orioles are playing the game. They want him to maintain his rookie eligibility for next year. That way, if he finishes in the top three of rookie of the Mm -hmm. year, they get that draft Mm -hmm. pick. So you need 131 at-bats or fewer at this point. You project it out. It'd be very close. You can have him sit a couple days. My guess is they have him fly from Jacksonville to Houston for the weekend series Friday, maybe makes his debut then. I am a million percent confident in this. He's going to be activated on the 40-man, activated on the roster August 31st, because if he's not, he would not be eligible for the playoffs. You have to be on the 40-man roster. So by August 31st, slam dunk, but my gut tells me Friday. I still, this is where it's disappointing to me
0: that the baseball people and the people leading the organization can't have a better conversation and say, Hey, look. Can we get a plan for this and then try to maximize it for the best of business? And I say that in, look, the 12,000 people that showed up last night, it was a great crowd. It was a great atmosphere. It was 12,000 people that showed up last night. And it's not going to be more than that tonight. It's not going to be more than that on Thursday. Um, it Missed would, opportunity. It would be worry. nice. They didn't do it with D.L. Hall. They botched the Adley Rutschman thing by doing it on Preakness Day and and the whole thing, right? Like It would just be nice if the two would be more willing to work together. Now, I get it. If ultimately you're in a bind and you need a player and you're in the middle of a playoff race, I get it. That, That wins out over doing what's best for business. It would just be nice understanding what this fan base has been through over the years to try to work with the fan base to say, we know there's a handful of you. It's not, you can't replicate Adley, obviously, but there would still be a couple thousand more people that would be interested in being there for Gunnar Henderson's first game. It would be nice if you could work together to provide some heads up, the opportunity for a couple thousand more people to be there for that game. It would be nice. I'm not this, when I say this, it's not criticism, it's not you're failing. It's just would be nice for the fan base to provide that opportunity.
1: Look, I'm close with a lot of guys in the PR staff, but to be fair, like you're saying, they've had multiple missed opportunities this year. The Adley thing. Preakness day or not, and again, you're, <laughs> Preakness, not a good day to compete with, but to announce yes, it. eight that hours ahead morning, of time. Right,
0: correct. I mean, on a Saturday morning, on top yeah, of everything. I
1: just, that never made sense. If you did it Friday, you did it Sunday. I, I wish I had the number in front of me, but when Weeders was announced and they did it a couple days in advance, five days. I want to say. They had a walk up of oh, like 10 grand. It was, it was insane. Or something 100%. They, the, and they drew over 40,000. I think they would have had something similar, at least 30, 35, which, look, they've been getting out on weekend series mm-hmm. recently. And the DL thing, Gunner, obviously, they're about to go on a road trip here, so it's not going to happen unless they do it. It, today it, would, it
0: would be nice for them to announce today Yes, Gunner's going to play tomorrow. tomorrow. Yes. It's not going to get... You're not going to have 40,000 people no, at the game. It's a But it would give the opportunity for a larger crowd. It would give the opportunity for a little more oomph for a game that otherwise wouldn't have it. That's all. I'm not trying to be too critical. It's just it would be nice. That's all.
1: I completely agree. And... Are you at all
0: worried about the... the one of the things we talked about is the expectation that people are talking about Gunnar Henderson like he's a, a trade deadline acquisition... Like, well, yeah, they didn't get anything, but this is their trade deadline acquisition. And he's a 21-year-old who's never played Major League Baseball before. And we just saw a 24-year-old, who was the top prospect in all of baseball, and to your point, struggle for the first 20 games of his career. Are you at all worried that there is too much hype for Gunnar Henderson coming up at this moment that fans are setting themselves up for disappointment?
1: Yes. And... I will say this, and to be fair, Ramon Urias, he's been better with his glove as of late. I think, at a minimum, he should be an upgrade defensively mm-hmm. at third base. I think that's fair to say over a Dor over an Urias. Now, batting-wise... Urias have struggled as well, um, and Gunner he's gotten some starts at second base. He's gotten some starts at first, third base. So he's they're trying to work on that positional versatility. Look, am I expecting him to come up here and just mash immediately? No, that's not fair to him. He's 21 years old. I get that he's had a phenomenal year mm-hmm. between Bowie, between Norfolk, but I think he can provide a boost. Can he put them over the top? Yeah, that's not and, and that's a fair... my
0: point along. I'm not saying he shouldn't be up. Of course, bring him yes, up. It's yes. to me. It's more about the way we talk about him. Well, it's, that we need to. We need to be careful when we portray someone to be. Well, yeah, the offense has been struggling of late, but they're about to get Gunner Henderson. Uh, uh, okay, I like Gunner. Let's settle down a little bit.
1: Well, Glenn, let's be fair. It happened with Adley even more so, where fans set. This well,
0: know, he needed un- to be Mike Piazza and yes. Pudge Rodriguez, uh, amalgamation of both, right? A- correct. A-
1: unreachable, um, goals for Adley Rutschman from jump, hitting the ground running, and he's he's basically delivered, done that. Yes. He's yes. delivered it. in the last 50 games. Yes. But remember the outcry 100%. in the first 20 games, like, oh, is this guy for real? Should they send him down? Happened with yeah, Mountcastle a few, uh, you know, a year ago where he was he was struggling at the beginning of the season where. It's very quick, yep. and fans yep. have to have patience because to have a guy, especially in Major League Baseball, people don't understand the jump from single A, double A, triple A to the majors. It's immense, and especially a 21-year-old. I mean, let's yep. – and people are He's equating up. it to a Manny Machado I, where it's – But that that offense not was not either.
0: struggling the way this no. offense had been struggling no. for the last couple of weeks. No. Um, they they had an Adam Jones and a Nick Marcakis. Th- th- this was not an offense that needed someone to inject life. In fact, what Manny could do defensively yeah. was the biggest reason Absolutely. why you were bringing him up at that point. All right, when we come back in, we're going to do the hot dog straw bit. I will tell you about uh, some interesting things. If you didn't see it on Twitter last night, it was an interesting night for your boy at the ballpark. And uh, we're going to play Would You Rather Wednesday. Tim Barbalace from Inside Access on 105.7 The Fan is here with us in studio. It is a Would You Rather Wednesday edition of Glenn Clark Radio.
3: That first sip. That first bite.
0: Swagger is a daily fantasy sports site created for sports fans who want some skin in the game and a real shot at winning. For get plus minus odds, Swagger uses points for a better way to understand probabilities. If you're tired of losing because of one bad pick, with Swagger, you don't need to be perfect to win. You just create a lineup of 4-10 to simple player props and score points for the ones you get right, so you can be half right and all right with Swagger. Swagger offers the most player props and biggest payouts of any DFS site as much as 50 times your buy-in. Plus, you can play all the major pro sports, including your favorite local team, If you're ready to play, visit playwithswagger.com slash pressbox to sign up and Swagger will give you $10 free to try them out, plus they'll match your first deposit 100% up to 100 bucks. It's free money to play with Swagger, Swagger, Daily Fantasy, for all fankind, playwithswagger.com slash pressbox.
4: The latest edition of Press Box is available now. On the cover, Bo Smolka profiles Ravens tight end Mark Andrews' path to NFL stardom from his late decision to play the sport full-time through having to overcome type 1 diabetes and more. Also, inside, we introduce you to football players at Maryland, Navy, Towson, and Morgan State. And we give you everything you need to know for betting football this season. Press Box is available for free at over 500 area locations, including 60 Royal Farm stores. And you can always find the entire edition, as well as the best daily cover of demos, ravens, and turps at PressBoxOnline.com Whether your focus is luxury and comfort, convenience and technologically
3: advanced connectivity, or sporty performance and aggressive styling, we've got the perfect Highlander for you. Check out BuyAToyota.com for deals on new Highlanders from your local Toyota
5: dealer today. Brought to you by the FanDuel Sportsbook at Live Casino and Hotel Maryland. Listen at PressBoxOnline.com slash radio. Watch at YouTube.com slash PressBoxOnline.
6: The 2022 Birdland Summer Music Series presented by Miller Lite continues on Saturday, September 10th with the Struts post-game concert. After the O's take on the Boston Red Sox, stay to watch the Struts perform live from the infield. Concert admission is open to all fans who attend the game with the option to add special on-field access for just $25. With hit singles like Kiss This and Could Have Been Me, this is one Saturday night at the yard you can't miss. Buy now at orioles.com slash music.
5: Don't forget that full episodes of the show are available for free on Apple, Spotify, Amazon, and YouTube. But warning, you get what you pay for. You're listening to Glenn Clark Radio.
0: I'm not going to lie. I had a gas station hot dog phase in my life. Like, I want to say early in college, I we would go get gas and I'd walk in this is before you would pay with a credit card when you would pay with cash that's you know the age I was and I would be like oh yeah they got some hot dogs and so they look they look great and I was just a fat ass so I'd be like before in the afternoon like, I could go for a hot dog right I'm going to dinner that night I could yeah. just go for it. I went through a phase where there were a lot of gas station hot dogs in my life I went through or anything on a roller taquito whatever it that was I was a big taquito like does look good. I'll go for it. Ah, it's I ch- never
1: went through a gas station hot dog phase. I Like Like you said, I was more of a taquito guy. Something that we have been doing recently at each ballpark, just getting the craziest hot dog. That you reviewing. can find? I don't mind that. I don't mind that's that. That's cool. Um, my family, we just started this two years ago. So a tradition for us is, of course, Fourth of July watching the Nathan's Hot Dog uh, Eating Contest. The Greatest American Champion. So we have done that multiple times in the family Okay. And i also do you know do you know lucy Burge? she's, uh, she's in yeah 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 so we are doing a hot dog eating contest a week from thursday so Who's we you, me and you, her oh boy yeah yeah she is very confident and she said so well, i used to do these stunts every year yeah i
0: i i don't know what do you do you care i guess the first question do you care about this like, do you? Is it important to you to win? Is there something at stake in all of this? Is, Glenn, there, a, it, uh, is I don't, there? I
1: don't know if I could go on. Okay, that would be we, an embarrassment. the I
0: lose. the problem. We would do is when we used to do these, we would do them for charity, right? Like donate ten dollars for every what. We did hot dogs one year, but then we would evolve based on whoever our sponsor. Like chicken wings, yeah. whatever. It was. we just did a million different versions of this every year around the Fourth of July. One year, I remember it was Asian zing wings from the from the the wing store, and I was flying to Paris that night, and I swear to God, I, the new the Newark airport bathroom had more puke in it. It hasn't than, recovered. I don't think there's any chance.
1: It is unpleasant doing these things. So I've only ever done one eating contest, yes, and I you know I'm peak. 15, 16, where it's like you can just. Yeah, eat sure, correct. Anything. Yes, you're. you're a Put tank. it away. Yes. And um, it was a place in Ocean City, ice cream spot. Eight scoops of ice cream. That's too much. A quarter That's can. entirely your stomach. A, a quarter can of whipped cream. What are you doing? Two bananas. Oh what is the point and, of and all of topics? this? Toppings. We're still on the wall, Ken. It was me and my cousin, and. Oh, you feel like absolute ass Whew. at the end of it, but. We did it. So I'm one for one. Now there is something there is a win in
0: Rome thing. Like there right. is something to be like I remember our friend uh, uh, Bradley Bozeman calling and saying, "Hey, I'm in Amarillo." And I was like, "Well, you know, dude, are you stage. are you going there? Are you going?" There? He was like, "Yeah, we're going to go for dinner." I said, "Are you doing it?" He said, "I don't know." I'm like, "Bro, how how are you going to live with yourself if you go there and you don't try it?" And he was like, "Yeah, I guess you're right." And of course, he accomplished it. And so I I called him the next morning. <laughs> Nikki picks up and she's like, yeah, he's still in the bath. <laughs>
1: like, well, dude, how right. was this some stupid like it was a thirty? 70, ounce-
0: Seventy-four ounce steak. And all of the sides. And a potato. And I mean, it's insane that deal. All right. Anyway, the moral of this is I say I had <laughs> a hot dog phase. Because here's a you can put that image. Go ahead and go ahead and um obviously a hot dog straw guy has captured the uh, the attention of the nation. I I think, like everybody else, it's probably he's a terrorist. He's a psychopath. He should be on a no-fly list and he should have been arrested immediately. But before I say that with confidence, I need to try it. It's the don't don't yuck some don't yuck Don't yuck his
7: yum. Don't yuck
0: his yum. I need to know. <laughs> I need to know maybe the man is truly a genius and has discovered something that we will carry with us for the rest of our lives. So I need to know. So Griffin went out this morning, wandered to our neighborhood Royal Farms right here down the street. You see right there and those plastic cups. Um, unfortunately, our uh, area Royal Farms cannot sell uh, beer. That's not an option. So we got the beer from somewhere else. Uh, it's not important. They're not a sponsor, but we just decided to go with a generic light beer. We assume that's what this gentleman. I. I it's. Vi- it, I find it very odd to think that he was doing this with like a heavy IPA no, or something John. like that. I assume he did it with a generic light beer that was available at Yankee Stadium, or was it at the? Me- it was at the Yankees. Yeah, I know yeah, yeah, it, was it was Yankee Stadium. Yankee Stadium. Stadium. Yes. I know they're playing each other right now. I just don't remember where it was. So we're gonna try it and we'll report our findings. I think we're going to say this is nothing. I, here's my bet. I don't know what you're expecting, Tim. I'm betting that this will be irrelevant. I don't think we're going to say this is the grossest thing we've ever... I just think we're going to say there is no reason why anyone will ever need to
1: do this. Oh, it's a one and done. I mean, I, I'm fully confident in that. I, th- I tend to think it's going to be nasty, right? Because you have, like, the savory and then i don't know what you would say beer is like uh, it's not savory yeah, sweet it's, it's definitely not, not savory sweet so no it's it's I don't know, man. I just so Griffin. A weird year I, for the ballpark. The show.
0: innards don't really come out when yeah, you yeah. poke. You, you got to work a little bit here. Like I got it. through. Oh, there it oh, is.
1: There's God. some. There's some innard right there. <laughs> there you this, go. This reminds me of a Capri oh. Sun where it just doesn't. Yeah. It, what, what, are it doesn't, the, doesn't what are you doing the bottom of the? What are you doing?
8: You got to go up I mean, from the bottom, I mean, Tim. I mean, well, I, look at that. Look at what I did. That's yeah, perfect.
6: That's,
0: I got myself a hot dog straw. This is Griffin. Take more pictures. Make sure you're taking pictures. I'm not trying. I know you want to do it too. I just need you to take more pictures. For this to go up on the um, on the old uh, socials.
1: Now, are you sucking the hot dog out of the straw? Because I have. Sucked. I don't oh, know. I I dangled it. I took. No. I
0: pulled the innards out and dangled it. By the way, I I will always love a delicious hot dog. Oh. I want to make that abundantly yeah. clear. There will yeah. never be a day where I don't enjoy a hot dog. So um, here again, again, this will be great. I can already tell this is not an effective straw. Like you don't feel <laughs> air coming through. You just feel more. Hot dog. juice. I mean,
1: I, I have mine in like a shotgun position of a beer. So I don't know. Let me see. I'm gonna try to go back through it. Yeah, the other I, way.
0: Might too. I might. Yeah, that's what I might try. I went too. in you go there. the other way went through a couple times. I just yeah. think that we need to make it a more effective straw. Yeah. All right. Hang on a second. Mm. This is why. This is why I get paid the big bucks. Is for.
7: Okay.
0: Mm. All right. I mm. feel more confident about mm. this
1: one. All right. Hang on a second.
0: All right. Now I'm starting to feel like it's more like a straw. Should I go? Should we go through one more time to widen the hole? We need a nice—you need a nice wide hole. Everybody no. always says that, that's, right?
1: Yeah.
0: All right, one more time. Going through one more time won't hurt. One more, one more time. We'll go through it.
1: Oh boy. Wiggle it around. I gotta be honest with you. Getting
0: those innards of the hot dog—that's okay. that's pleasant. <laughs> imagine somebody tuning in for the first time today. <laughs> imagine today's the. Imagine John Colson is out on a sales meeting right now. And it's like, hey, we think you guys should sign up to be a part of Glen Clark Radio for the fall. And they're like, Oh, I don't know what Glen Clark Radio is. Show it to me. <laughs> and he flips over. It's us <laughs> sucking on hot dogs. And he's like, you know, it's not like that every day. <laughs> All right, hang on. One more time. You're going One more that? time. Yeah. One more time. I've gone back and forth twice now. I've gone back and forth. You wanna make it look like I'm 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 doing a thing here? You wanna you wanna get like a Oh, my God. It really does look like I'm I'm bringing the hot dog to completion right now. It just shot innards out at me. All
2: right. Mm. All right. I, I like the hole I've made. You think you've got an effective? <laughs> I like your hole, too. Griffin. I like my hole, as well. I like your hole,
0: too, Tim. <laughs> just be normalized bros telling <laughs> each other they like their holes. Just guys being dudes. There was a moment on the light rail last night after the game where there were some uh, inebriated uh, 18-year-olds. Sure. And um, one of them was passed out on his bro's shoulder, and it just made me wistful for being young. I was like, oh, I I love this. I miss it. All right, so we're confident we're good with our holes. Yes, we're going in. Now, here's the problem with the size of the cup. You can't... Oh. Okay, now Ah. I got two things to say. First, it actually...
1: It's not as terrible. as It's I not thought it bad would be.
0: at it's not bad at all. If you get yourself a nice wide
1: hole, the straw actually does work. No, my straws, I I, I probably should have a wider hole, but I will say it's it's coming yeah, through. Yeah, she
0: was telling me that yeah, the other day. Yeah. She was like, "The problem with Tim is that his hole isn't wide enough."
1: Um,
2: uh, it's a nice salty beer.
1: I have thoughts about this kind of like the old bay beer. It's
0: not beer. something I'll ever need to do again. No. I don't know what the scenario was by which this man came across this concept, but it's not the worst thing I've ever tasted in my life. <laughs> it's not even in the top 10 of the worst things I've ever tasted in my life.
1: No, I would definitely agree with that. I I thought coming into this that I might have like acid reflux like kind of <laughs> gag. You know, kind of like a one sip and done. One,
0: but of, it's the, not one a, of the things here is that I don't like beer through a straw. You know who drinks their beer? Rita drinks her beer through a straw. That's... Right? Yeah. Psychopath. She should be on a no-fly yeah, list. and Rita's like as cool as a Correct. Gets. And, and yet she
1: drinks her beer through a straw like a psycho. Yeah, that's a dweeb. Bougie, of...
0: bougie. <laughs> anyway. So I don't... This is not... It's not adding enough to the beer. no nor is it effective enough of a way to consume the beer that it that it that it really works for me
1: but
2: cuz to be told i don't hate it here's
1: the other thing i mean how long would it take you to drink, drink a beer, beer this beer way it's, this. Impossible. Yeah, it's, it's impossible it's impossible now the real maybe, question maybe,
2: maybe that's the idea is cuz you know you don't want to buy you know seven, yeah you don't want to yeah. buy 7 15 dollar beers mm, yeah. so this is your way to yeah this is your way I got to like tell you, time. you enjoy a hot dog
0: and a beer. I got to tell you, I think the key is to get a nice wide hole. Yeah. You really got to work that, right? Yeah, it's not anything. Now, the, to me, the question is, how is the hot dog after it's soaked in the beer for a little while? Because, of course, everybody enjoys a nice beer brat, right? Does Is the trick of all of this that it's really just about soaking the hot dog in the beer to get a beer-flavored hot dog at the end of the day? Is that really what this is about? So I've com- I'm confident that we've uh we've done everything we needed to do as far as yeah. attempting the the straw. So now to me it's about tasting the hot dog. Uh, Griffin, this is definitely worthy of uh, of photographs. This is all definitely right. worthy of.
1: It's not bad. Fine. It's
0: fine. <laughs> it's fine. It, I'm not going to prefer a beer soaked hot dog to just a hot dog. It's fine. It's all it is. It's
1: fine. I, oddly enough, because if you think about it, it's the same thing. Mm-hmm. I prefer the beer hot dog as opposed to the beer straw with the hot dog. I don't
0: disagree with that. Yeah.
1: I think the idea of just
0: dunking your hot dog in the beer Mm -hmm. and then eating the hot dog, that works for me more than
1: attempting the beer straw. The beer straw thing is just nothing. It's just nothing. There's nothing there. It's nothing. And a big pet peeve for me, and I'm going to sound bougie in saying this, I don't like working for my food. I don't like working you know for my beer. You know what? I'm with you on this. So, this is this is eternally
0: my problem. Yeah. I'm going to eat leftovers cold. Because when I'm hungry, I don't want to wait 2 minutes to warm them up. I don't mm. People are always like, "Oh, throw that pizza back in the oven." How long are you waiting? You're hungry now. Like this is imagine waking up at and I'm like I'm, and I really could go for something some food before I go to bed and you're going to sit there and wait 15 minutes in order for your food to be ready the hell with that I'm just hungry give me something
1: First off putting a pizza in an oven I've way never too much never, work I've never, never done it never. and I'm also a huge cold pizza fan I enjoy
0: cold I enjoy most cold foods I enjoy cold spaghetti I enjoy Uh, cold. I'm not saying I enjoy it more. I'm not saying I prefer it. I'm saying that if I go to the fridge and there's some leftover spaghetti and I'm just in a, I just have a hankering for something, a bite of something very quickly, I could just grab some cold spaghetti and meatball, and I would be perfectly fine with that. Most foods I'm good with, not frozen, not Mm -hmm. but just cool, like cool. There's a way that I, I don't know what I'm doing here. (laughs) I ate a whole hot dog. I know you're gonna yeah. (laughs) (laughs) i don't mind it i don't mind that that part i don't mind i'm Mm -hmm. telling you 10 o'clock hot dog i could get used to a beer soaked hot dog
5: yeah that that's i can
0: can get behind that i can Um, you know what i would say i don't think i would prefer it to mustard (laughs) but if i was somewhere and for whatever reason this psychopath's house like i've been drinking at night and they didn't have any condiments in their house i
1: could just soak that hot dog in beer i'd be all right I'd be all right in that situation. No, I, I completely agree. Um, mustard is the top tier condiment. Of course. But I'm not a huge ketchup guy. And some people well, love. Because you're not four years old. Yeah. I mean, like Tim. That's no, like... no, but some people love ketchup on their I don't mind hot ketchup hot dog, and, and mustard
0: together on a hot dog. That, I don't... Even
1: that's, that's too much.
0: I might, in fact, say I enjoy ketchup and mustard together on a hot dog. I don't. Here's part of the problem. I don't prefer hot dogs to sausages in general. Everybody, Agreed. I prefer a sausage Agreed. to begin with. And a sausage, I prefer with just mustard. A hot dog is the only scenario I would int- where I would introduce ketchup. I would say on a hot dog, on a, on a sausage, no. No chance I'm putting ketchup on that thing. On a hot dog, the combination of ketchup and mustard together might work for me. It's not, again, my first preference, but that works. Just dunking a hot dog in beer... Gives you a nice little flavor to the hot dog that I like. I'm on board with that thing.
1: No, I completely agree. And maybe he's just playing the long game with it, and he he was the innovator. Has anybody of-
0: interviewed the guy yet? I would think
1: that there would be... Oh, have to. You would think, right? Yeah, they'd have to find him. I would like well, to. remember the uh, couple at Camden Yards that brought the... Oh, the, spaghetti, spaghetti. the SpaghettiOs, they, right? They got it. 100%. Got and I they was interested in that.
0: I was, I was in. Yeah. I was like, you know what? I... Good for you guys. Yeah. I'm not really a Spaghettios man, but you know no, whatever know. it is that you're doing, I'm for it. Griffin, you were co- you were completely silent during all of this.
2: Yeah, well, it was uh, it was a lot to take in. You know, what, what, I, it, what you, your thoughts? I think I want to try the beer now with the hot dog residue. Oh, the hot dog I'm, juice in the beer. Yeah, yeah, I'm scared. Man.
0: Yeah, I don't know if that's going to do it for me. I don't. First of all, I'm not really a beer drinker anymore. I'm not. I'm just not a drinker anymore. That part okay. is. Is not my thing any
2: longer. I, I think I I do enjoy you're, condiments you, on my hot dog, so I think that's uh. So, so well, it's, you're also
0: closer to four years old. Um, <laughs> I enjoy condiments. I just it's the ketchup thing that we're talking I, about. Here's my issue with this, right? If your argument is this is a light beer that doesn't really offer anything to the world, it's just beer for beer's sake to begin with. So maybe by introducing some hot dog innards to beer for beer's sake, it actually somehow improves the beer. Okay, I'm at least listening. I'll listen to your argument. I'm not convinced of it. I don't think it's going to improve. I think it's still just going to be beer for beer's sake with some hot dog innards floating around in it.
1: Would you drink hot dog water? No. But that's no. what this is, essentially. Well, it's not really hot dog water. I, 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 it's, mean,
0: it's the, I just said I like the beer hot dog combination. No, no, so if I, I like that, no, wouldn't I like the beer with the.
2: That's a good point. I'm looking at it a lot differently now. I don't know if I can go back and take uh, uh, it. It's your drinking you, hot if dog. you boy. want mine, by all means. Yeah, and <laughs> mine as
0: well. I'm good. I'm good. <laughs> all right. Uh, before Tim's got to get out of here, um, and by the way, thank you for your prayers for my, our souls. I think we're going to be okay. I <laughs> just don't, I don't think, I, as I assume this was largely nothing. Let's play Would You Rather Wednesday quickly. Would You Rather Wednesday is brought to you by Glory Days Grill. Glory Days Grill summer seasonal menu still available right now, including things that are far better than hot dog straws. I promise you. That's not what they've got to. I mean, maybe if you ask nicely, they do it for you, um, but I don't know why you would when you could instead get the uh, the opener, the flash-fried pork belly with the Korean number 2 sauce, or the South Carolina barbecue chicken, or the lobster roll with the grilled corn, all available at your neighborhood Glory Days Grill, glorydaysgrill.com. Everyone who responds today is registered to win a $25 gift card to Glory Days Grill, and we've gotten tons of responses today. Uh, number one, would you rather the Orioles today? announce a four-year extension for Brandon Hyde that, for whatever reason, includes a very difficult buyout. Like, it's really going to be a four-year extension. Or, yeah, I like what he's doing, but I'd kind of rather keep going year to year because I still question some of the
1: decisions he's made. So, I would ride at least next year Mm -hmm. because the thing is, we haven't seen Brandon Hyde manage in these situations. And, look, they finish out the year this year. Next year is the first year under this regime. They have legitimate expectations. Mike Elias has already said they're going to open up the checkbook. Lift off from here. You're thinking playoffs next Mm -hmm. year. And they very well could make the playoffs this year. But you're thinking they are definitely there. They are in the mix for the American League East. So I want to see how he does next year before you give him that extension. Okay. All right. Number
0: two, would you rather? Uh, So I was caught last night at the ballpark. Um, my friend Patrick Stevens, legendary college sports writer in the area, he and I went to the game last night. And I had, he had borrowed, I'm an obsessed Norm MacDonald fan, but I had never read Norm's book. So when Norm passed away, Patrick brought me Norm's book and said, you know, here, you can read it. And I was on vacation this summer, and I could have sworn I finished the book. So I was going to give it back to him last night at the game. I realized when I picked the book up to take it with me, I was 40 pages short of finishing the book. So, I got to the stadium and I was like, in between innings, I'm going to have to flip through and finish these 40 pages before I give Patrick the book back. Well, the funny thing about that is uh, my friend Gerard and the camera crew at Oriole Park at Camden Yards found me at the stadium oh, and caught me reading a book at a baseball game, which is quite embarrassing, making it worse after they, this thing became a thing on Twitter and it got some legs and people were dogging me and the whole deal – They then panned back to me and I apparently was on my phone on the big screen doing anything but paying attention to the baseball game. I promise you I was paying attention to the baseball game. It was in between innings that I was reading the book. But it got me thinking about things you could be caught doing, much like hot dog straw guy. So would you rather you are caught on camera and you go viral for your most disgusting food habit and you'd have to tell us what that is? The thing that you would say, I'd really rather that not go viral and everybody know me forever as this guy. Or would you rather be caught on camera, as many couples have or people have over the years, being rejected
1: by a woman and have that go viral? Well, I don't think I have that disgusting of a food. Like, I think one of my hottest food takes that I'm sure creeps people out, like... I can just eat raw onions. That's weird. No, I, I love raw. onions. That's really weird. It's it's. A, but would I be embarrassed? Like you take about a, that? like like it's an apple. No no, like, no no like no What no, the no. hell? No no no. I'm saying if you're cutting up onions, you're all dicing. Right, no, them, I mean, I'll, I, I'll eat them. I wouldn't take like a handful
0: like, of them. That's too much. No, but I, 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 don't, I would. Okay. Yeah.
1: Yes. Yeah. <laughs> got, got some questions. But, but I don't know if that's all that embarrassing. So I guess I would lean that way. Okay, all right. And I mean, I it's can, not. I can it be definitely. Onion guy. Yeah, you'll definitely be onion guy. Yeah. I promise yeah. <laughs> you. The guy that goes and
0: picks up a
7: giant handful. Yeah.
0: Like the internet will have a, a day with you. Will definitely be that guy yeah. moving forward. If I that's can the own case. that. All right, and number three. Would you rather? Um, the uh, I, this has become a, a topic everybody's talking about this week. Would you rather? hell, let the preseason win streak continue on Saturday night, or you're so sick of the conversation and people trying to make something out of it and the think pieces and the nonsense that you'd just
1: rather it be over. I'm indifferent with it all. I mean, it's... You have, of, it's would you rather, no, no, Tim? You no, have to pick I, one I, or the I, other. I know, damn it. Well, it's... Probably just end it, right? Because I, I think... It it's the most bizarre streak in sports, it's an right? Anomaly. It means nothing. No, no. it obviously, it, it doesn't. Means in, zero. In, in any of the. But like, I'm just. People are fascinated with I it, right? Like you see these national pieces. That's all their Adam Schefter every single week. Ravens won their. Bucky Brooks
0: wrote a whole thing about it for yeah. NFL.com. Yes. I'm like what? Th- I can do this in two words. Yes.
1: It's nothing. And and. We love Jameson Hansley, but yes. Jameson did a piece with like josh woodrum <laughs> <laughs> just just interviewing him about the streak and his time I, involved. i hope, I hope
0: the rum ham we used to call him the rum ham i don't know why we couldn't remember his name one morning josh we're like who's that other who's that quarterback <laughs> from liberty the rum ham because we were big uh always sunny in philadelphia uh, fans sure. and so we called him the rum ham for years we'd be like hey who was that guy that was on the, the rum ham like we would refer to him that way <laughs> so i hope he's doing well nice
1: guy yeah so i would just say end it just so we don't have to talk about it anymore. But I will say, the day or two afterwards, you're going to have more of those pieces like, oh God. my God, the Vince Lombardi Packers couldn't even do this. Oh, God. How? God. You know, God. but I will say, the John Harbaugh quote that just had me audibly laughing is say, he was saying that anyone involved in this streak, they're glued to the TV, their family is watching it as well. And I was like, who in the hell? I did a deep dive, and I guess this is more of an indictment <laughs> on me. I don't know where you're about to go with this, but Jason, I- Jason wanted me to do this uh, for inside access. We did the segment yesterday. I found all of the statistical leaders of this streak. Okay. <laughs> And the names on there are oh, man, just – who would do, I can't even – who could possibly remember? It was a lot of – I life don't life.
0: know the names of the guys on this team. Yeah. I swear to God, Cordell – because I have not – the two games so far have been the Knights of Orioles games, so no offense. I've been watching the Orioles sure. and merely only flipping over to see if a bet of mine hit. Um well, that's – Cordell twi- – oh, come on, man. <laughs> why why, why live if you're football. not going what? what um, Cordell tweeted the other night something about Daryl Worley, and I was like, does Daryl Worley play for the Ravens? Because like, <laughs> I remembered him playing for the Cardinals, yeah. but I was like, I don't does he play for the the hell team is Daryl Worley on in this game? I don't even know. And it turns out he's a raven. I was like, well, that's weird. He yeah. was a player for a minute <laughs> yeah. for a minute. He was a guy that had like an NFL future, but I don't I don't think that's going to be the case now. No. Um, I, who could possibly he, Riley Webb, who is that? Who is that?
1: Nearly cost me some money a couple weeks ago too. He was. Well, to be if we're being honest here, Glenn, I think one of those undrafted guys are going to make the team. Adam well, Bridges, it appears, is going to make the team. Well, games. but he didn't. He didn't really do anything. Oh, pre- stop! Well, we're not going to break no, down no, right, preseason right, right. football. I'm not doing that. <laughs> You're Tim, on I'm it. I'm
0: not doing <laughs> you that. you Yes, it. because two reasons. One, one, I I hit my first bet, which oh. is specifically one them winning by one to thirteen points. I got plus money on that by them winning one to thirteen points, which is a great bet. Although they tried to f it up at the end. When they were driving up 13. Second one I lost by half a point. I had the Cardinals covering. I had the Cardinals covering six and a half.
1: It was a spread, yeah. Six and a
0: half was a yeah. number. And I was like, that's a long trip out to Arizona. You know, like, I, I don't know. I convinced myself. More useful. And nearly stuff. got there. The Cardinals had the ball back with a chance. I was like, let's go, baby. Let's do this. More, Guantanamo
1: Bay at quarterback. More more usual stats here. They're 19-3 and coverage. Yes, and they've covered 11 league. consecutive. Yes. Yeah. 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 Uh, that's not useless. That's not
2: useless. No, that's relevant. That's, that's relevant, relevant. <laughs> for some of us. For some of us,
1: it's quite relevant,
0: Tim. Quite relevant. Hey, buddy, I'm glad you came in and did this. Yeah, this was fun, man. Absolutely. Uh, what's coming up this afternoon on Inside Access? So
1: we're going to be live at Pickles Pub today. So we're going to get into that. Tim Murray. Ryan Ripkin is going to yep. be joining us live. So we'll be breaking down O's, White Sox throughout. I still
0: have oh, and ass-kicking. We've, we've had a long, like like a 10-year thing where we're going to play Papa Shot against each other. Ryan Ripkin. I have this... I don't have skills. I'm I wreck at Papa Shot. I don't know why it is. I love I'm Papa. I'm a Shot. monster at Papa Shot. Of course Ryan was a very good basketball player at Gilman. And so I don't know how, but like ten years ago we got into a back that tit for tat. And I've smoked a lot. Like Brandon Williams still gets his feelings hurt when I talk about like any dude we end up at doing an event at a bar somewhere and there's Papa Shot. The only guy that ever beat me was Brandon Stokely and it it still sits in my crawl. Like I have not gotten over it.
1: Well it's funny I love Papa Shot too. I'm Solid, not spectacular, but there was a game at a bar that we went to last Sunday. Mm -hmm. Not Papa Shop, but a really cool game. It's Connect Four, but it's basketball basketball. oh
0: 100% they have it over at um,
1: B&D's
0: you know they have it over there it's so much fun it's so much fun I could spend hours just doing that oh we did yeah (laughs) yeah.
1: (laughs) we did like 40 minutes Uh, speaking of which
0: I had a friend named I I threw a party by the way thanks for coming to the party on Saturday I appreciate that I hear you're drunk um (laughs) <laughs> uh uh I, I had a buddy a couple years ago who said he was going to recreate the Connect Four Papa Shot basketball. Yeah. Like he's an engineer. He's okay. br- and he's still never done it. Matt Gettleman, I'm looking at you. Keep waiting for that one of these years.
1: I that's a great game. Um uh, you're on Twitter at Tim Barbalace. I know my last name's ridiculous. B A R B A L. I feel like most intelligent people should be able to figure out You would be very fair surprised. Enough. Fair you enough. You would be very surprised.
0: You want some uh, hot dog water for the road? No.
1: <laughs> no. We're leaving that here. Tim. There you
0: Thank you for coming in and hanging out. No. Congratulations. Thank you. Thanks for coming in and hanging out. Let's do this again, all right? No. Absolutely Appreciate anytime, you, man. All it's right. Tim Barbalace. 1057 the fan coming in and hanging out in studio with. You, you can go ahead and call I know we're running late. You can go ahead and call Jim. Griffin's sitting over there, like, are you gonna take a break? Are you gonna No, you can go ahead. It's fine. It's that awkward. Get out! You can stay if you want, but <laughs> get the Get the F out of here. It's Tim Barbalis hanging out with us in the studio. Hour number one of today's show is in the books. Um, A reminder that if you haven't picked up the new print issue of PressBox yet, it is available for free at your neighborhood Royal Farms. They have hundreds of locations around town where you find PressBox. Read it all at PressBoxOnline.com. On the cover, you find Mark Andrews. Great story from Bo Smolka about a more unexpected path than you might realize for Mark Andrews becoming a star in the NFL. Um, a late arriver to football full-time, someone who was still playing basketball until late and hadn't made a decision until late in his high school career about what he wanted to do. Um, Really great, thorough story from Bo Smolka. Encourage you to go pick up that new print issue of PressBox right now. And, of course, you can always read it online at pressboxonline.com. We're going to talk some baseball here in hour number two of the program. Joining us now, MLB writer for ESPN, a man who is up in Williamsport at the Little League Classic on Sunday night. He is June Lee, and he's with us on GCR. June, it's Glenn in Baltimore. It's great to chat with you, man. Thank you so much for taking some time for us this morning.
8: Thanks for having me on. I actually wasn't in Williamsport, but I really
9: do wish I was.
8: Well,
0: now I feel like a jerk. I was reading a press release and I thought you were there and now I feel very bad about that. I am so sorry. Um, June, I've been asking the same question to everybody that we've had on for the last couple of months. How do you explain what's happened with the Baltimore Orioles this season?
8: Uh, I I think it's a combination of a few things. The prospects, you know, Adley Brushman you know, hitting at the right time and a level of depth that Michael Lyons has built up with that bullpen and that pitching staff, I think has kind of been the consistent threat throughout the course of this season. You know, there's definitely been some you know, ups and downs, but I think that the level of talent that they've kind of built up, I think has been similar to, you know, the approach that a team like the Rays have taken where you build out the back end of that roster. and Then you try to, you know, fill in and bring it in over the top with the star power. Um, I, I think that's what the Orioles are hoping that guys like, you know, Adley and Gunnar Henderson end up being for this team.
0: How close are they to... But look, nobody thinks that if they got in this year... This is, this is still playing with house money in Baltimore, right? Nobody expected this. It's fun. The expectations are not to win a World Series. But as an organization, how far away are they from being a team that can threaten for an entire season, from being a franchise that's ready to take a step forward to being closer to what they were in 2014 or so that, that could be a threat to win a World Series in the future?
8: I think it's depending on how much money they're willing to spend. If they're willing to go on and spend some money on the free agent market and add some top-end talent to that roster uh, and, and beyond the depth, I think they can pr- compete pretty quickly. And another question that factors into this too is, you know, how the rest of their prospects come. Because obviously Adley being a, a success already kind of one of the best catchers in baseball um, is a huge add to that roster, but, you know, whether or not Gunnar Henderson comes up and is able to perform in the way that he had to AAA this year. I mean, that's not a, a necessarily a guarantee. We've seen top prospects come up all the time and not necessarily be successful once they make the transition to the major league level. And so, um, you know, I, I think it is dependent on whether or not they want to spend on the free agent market, which the Orioles have been willing to do in the past, uh, and, and how the rest of those, those prospects at all. But, you know, it is easy to imagine and one or two years, this team being a, a, a contender for the postseason on an annual basis, especially with the expanded wild card.
0: Uh, June Lee from ESPN with us here on Glenn Clark Radio. June, to, the, to that point, look, the Orioles say they're spending money, and they say they're spending it starting this off season. Nobody thinks that's going to be, you know, Aaron Judge money. Nobody thinks that's going to be hundreds upon hundreds of million dollars. But are there players that you would look at and say, like, this is the fit? Like, this is. I think everybody assumes it's got to be at least one starting pitcher. It, it's hard to figure out exactly where else you want to move someone off a position um and and go that route but do you do you have anything that you look at and say hey look this team plus this guy next year we're talking about a team that's a legitimate threat now
8: yeah i mean i think if you look at the you know free agent starter market you know from last off season you know adding a guy like you know kevin Gossman or carlos Rodon um in that kind of tier who's not necessarily that like you know, Max Scherzer, Garrett Cole level starting pitcher, but a guy who can you know complement that top of the, the rotation um, and and be a guy who can kind of sets the tone there. I think is is pretty realistic in terms of trying to add pieces. I mean, I, I look back into the last time where the Orioles were kind of in this position where they're going out and getting guys like Miguel Tejada uh, and adding to that like, top of them, the roster. Like I, I think that the Orioles can kind of take a similar approach uh, now as they did back then.
0: Gunner Henderson is uh, considered by some to be the number one, if not the number two prospect in all of baseball, and our expectations are that he comes up this week. What's reasonable to expect of someone like Gunner Henderson? June, like, wait, I, what I worry is that Orioles fans are convincing themselves that you've got a, a savior, the guy that's going to, you know, ride in and be Superman and is going to carry you into the playoffs and he's a 21-year-old who's never played Major League Baseball before. Um, and I, I just don't know if that's a fair assumption to make uh, at this point.
8: It's funny because like, all the descriptors that you named, I feel like were also thrown around with Adley Rushman when he was coming up as well. Um, I, I don't think it's... I, I think it's fair to expect a, a little bit of a transition period. Um, I think with any prospect, it's, it's always good to go in with lower than uh, lower expectations than you would want just because you, you never know how much of a transition period that, that, uh, that moved to the major, major league takes. Um, but I think expecting some level of production, expecting a, an above-average major league second baseman out of the gate uh, isn't unreasonable for the Orioles.
0: And by the way, I don't think it's a reason why you don't do it either. I, I, I definitely think they should do it. I just I think, yes, being reasonable about it makes a lot of sense. Um, uh, June, let me just dip on two real quick around baseball. One, um, w- what are the New York Yankees at this point?
8: I think they're a team that went through, uh, has gone through a period of struggle like every team does at some point this year. Um, but I think they're a team that is among the most talented in baseball, if not one of the most you know, top two talented rosters in baseball, and they have a chance to win the World Series this year as long as they kind of hit, hit the right notes at the right time in the postseason. I mean, this is a team that has Aaron Judge, who's on pace to break Roger Maris' home run record at this point uh, for, for the Yankees. And uh, this is a starting rotation that has a lot of depth. Frankie Montas was really, really good last night. Um, and it's going to be an important piece for them down the road. And uh, they have a lot of guys from McRibandry between John Carlos and, uh, you know, I think the team is optimistic that Matt Carpenter can return by the end of the year, too. He's currently riding around the clubhouse on a scooter. Um, but I, I think that this is a team that is going to be a factor in October, and you'd rather have these kinds of struggles now than uh, when the playoffs come.
0: And then how many teams really are threats to win the World Series this year? Do you know? Like, I, and, I, and I bring this in the context of a week ago, as bad as the Yankees were, I was sort of joking about, hey, I don't think the Orioles could win the World Series, but I'm also not sure how many teams there are in the American League that I'm confident they couldn't beat in a playoff series, right? Like, how many teams really can win the World Series at this point?
8: I mean, when it comes to October, I tend to be of the belief that it's more like hockey than it is basketball and football, where you know, once you make the playoffs, anyone can kind of make it as long as you hit you know, a hot streak at the right time. Like, I don't think anyone expected Atlanta to win the World Series last year and they got hot at the right time and they had the right guys go off in October and, um, you know, they were lifting the trophy at, at the end of the at the the end of the playoffs. So, um, you know, I, I think for for the American League, I mean, you look at pretty much every team right now, I think there's a level of depth um, across the American League East. Um, you know, the Cleveland Guardians have been really, really good over the course of the last couple uh, of months. And I, I think that... you. <laughs> Once you get to October, anything is possible.
0: I get it. I get it. We will, we will selfishly in Baltimore. Like, if it's not the Orioles, we will all be rooting for Buck Showalter in Baltimore. And I, I swear to God, it's the best story that could possibly play out. The guy is a World Series away from being a Hall of Fame caliber manager. Like, I I. I just, I can't get enough of, of the greatness of Buck Showalter. And while I don't care at all about the Mets whatsoever, I will root for that guy for eternity because he's he's just the best.
8: Yeah, I think that I think Mets fans are almost bracing for something to go bad at this point because nothing has gone bad for them this year, uh, and so I think that uh, you know everyone is everyone just kind of who's at Citi Field nowadays is uh, just waiting for something to go wrong, but nothing has gone wrong yet for them. It might be one of those years similar to, you know, those those Red Sox from from 2018 where just the team is good the entire year and they cruise through and they, they get to October and if they win a World Series buck is definitely going to be in the conversation as a, as a World Series manager
0: at June Lee on Twitter is how you follow him June is there anything we can plug for you where people can find you I, I know everybody's a multi-platform person at this point like is there anything specific we can plug for you
8: yeah I mean I'm on Twitter at June Lee uh, I'm on uh, Instagram at June and I'm on TikTok at I am June Lee they can follow me there.
0: Give, give him follows in all those places. June Lee, appreciate you, man. Thank you so much for taking a couple of minutes for us. We'd love to do this again before the season's over.
8: Thanks for having me on.
0: June Lee, ESPN MLB writer. Appreciate him taking the time, and you can see him on Baseball Tonight and uh, all the various ESPN platforms. Appreciate him hopping on with us for a couple of minutes. All right. Um, today's show is also brought to you by, ooh, this one's brought to you by Simply the Bets. Simply the Bets, every Tuesday morning at 11.40 a.m. If you missed it yesterday, we uh, got you ready for the week in betting. Um, What was Dylan Cease's strikeout total?
2: I think he only had, what, four or Mm. five?
0: Mm. Uh, Tried warning him. Good for the Orioles. Yeah, not great for Aaron.
2: (laughs) Go F yourself,
0: buddy. Picking. You didn't know what you were in for. Adley Rutschman, baby. Adley Rutschman working some counts. Although he settled in quite nicely yeah, yeah, for yeah, a little while yeah, there. They gave up no hits for like four innings or something like that. It was it was wild. It was just a wild night at the ballpark. Dude. It was just a really, really weird night at the ballpark. But fun game? Fun game. took four hours because Tony Larusa needed about 30 minutes to get Dylan Cease out of the game. and I don't remember who the pitcher was that came in replacing Dylan Cease. But that guy had the slowest jog to – like at one point we looked up, the clock had already expired, and he hadn't thrown a warm-up pitch yet. It was the longest pitching change I've ever seen in my entire life.
2: Was a uh, that last night? Was that your first experience with Felix coming in, or had you already? Ah, uh, you know what? I I gotta think about this. Did he come in? No, I think it was. How I think was it was the oh. first
0: time because I was there a couple weeks ago. For the thirtieth. Right, but I don't. He didn't.
2: Yeah, I don't think he. Did he
0: pitch? I don't. Or they hadn't started doing the thing oh, yet. Yeah, maybe yeah, yeah. is yeah. what yeah. it was. Yeah. Yeah. I don't remember, but I don't think I had seen it. And, yeah, it's amazing. It's incredible. Um, and in fact, I got to be honest with you, there was a part – I said to my buddy, I was like, they really should do it again to start the ninth inning. Like, they really should because he came in, of course, in the middle of the eighth inning. Mm-hmm. And then it, it's a while removed and people have kind of settled down a little bit. And it's so electric when it happens and it gets people so amped up. I'm like, dude, if they, they should just hit the whole thing again. Yeah, Like, they should <laughs> do the whole bit again as he's going back out of the mound to start the ninth inning. They they didn't, of course, but I would encourage the Orioles to consider any of these scenarios where he comes in in the eighth inning. Think about maybe doing it again just because it gets people so fired up and get them up on their feet and get them into that moment. Um, That question of how do the Orioles do this that I've been asking everybody, David Schoenfeld really attempted to explain that recently at ESPN.com. He's going to join us next, and we're going to talk at length about what the Orioles have done this season. That's on the way. It is a Wednesday edition of Glenn Clark Radio. Swagger is a daily fantasy sports site created for sports fans who want some skin in the game and a real shot at winning. For get plus minus odds, Swagger uses points for a better way to understand probabilities. If you're tired of losing because of one bad pick, with Swagger, you don't need to be perfect to win. You just create a lineup of 4-10 to simple player props and score points for the ones you get right, so you can be half right and all right with Swagger. Swagger offers the most player props and biggest payouts of any DFS site as much as 50 times your buy-in. Plus, you can play all the major pro sports, including your favorite local team, if you're ready to play, visit playwithswagger.com slash pressbox to sign up, and Swagger will give you $10 free to try them out. Plus, they'll match your first deposit 100% up to 100 bucks. It's free money to play with Swagger. Swagger, daily fantasy for all fankind. Playwithswagger.com slash pressbox.
4: Stan the Fan here, welcoming back one of my favorite sponsors, the Costa Inn. And everybody around Baltimore knows the Costa Inn is a great place to go and grab crabs, steak, salad soups whatever is on your mind to eat in person but did you know that the costas inn has upped their game they are now one of the premier takeout places in baltimore give them a call now to order your food 410-477-1975 that's the costas inn over 4100 north point boulevard the biggest pro wrestling stars
3: today and all time all have one thing in common you've heard them on jobbing out
5: matt
0: nick jackson the young bucks thanks for having us man appreciate it
3: the great kurt angle Thanks for having me on the
0: show. I appreciate
3: it. Matt Riddle. Yeah, man. Thanks, man.
0: The champ, Drew McIntyre.
3: make the most out of every day in your toyota rav4 available in hybrid or gas only models a rav4 can get you where you want to go in style check out buyatoyota.com for deals on new rav4s from
4: your local toyota dealer today
0: Summer is in full swing, and so is the summer seasonal menu at Glory Days Grill. Start with the opener, flash-fried pork belly with their popular Korean number two sauce, and try their South Carolina barbecue chicken, or back by popular demand, the lobster roll with grilled corn. Also try the irresistible crab and lobster fries, or the very berry salad with chicken. And for dessert, the Cracker Jack Sunday with a waffle, ice cream, and Cracker Jacks. This menu will be going, going, gone out more and get your order in at glorydaysgrill.com.
5: Glory Days Grill, great food, good sports. To follow the show on Instagram, it's just Glenn Clark Radio. And to follow the show on OnlyFans, wait, I don't think you're supposed to know about that one. Any take it away, boys.
0: All right, back in here on GCR on a Would You Rather Wednesday edition of the show. We'll get to our responses and your responses from Would You Rather Wednesday. Coming up here a little bit later on this hour. It's always brought to you by Glory Days Grill. Stan the Fan Charles, always a busy man. He was back at it on Monday as he and Ross Grimsley caught up with Scotty McGregor. Tomorrow, Stan the Fan and Gary Stein will chat with Sarah Ellison, who, uh, of course, worked for the Ravens for a long time, BaltimoreRavens.com. Now has a new podcast, I believe, called Raven's Vault that she's doing with Bobby Trossett. Um, stand the fan, Gary's time, talk some ravens, Sarah Ellison tomorrow on Facebook Live, Facebook.com slash Pressbox Sports, Pressboxonline.com slash video if you miss it live or YouTube.com slash pressboxonline. And I didn't really even finish, by the way. I started doing the Simply the Bets read, and then I was like, I just kind of got sidetracked every Tuesday, eleven forty a.m. for Simply the Bets. And then every Thursday at or every other Thursday, sorry, at 11:40 for Weekend at Bookie's all brought to you by the FanDuel Sportsbook at Live Casino and Hotel, Maryland. Phew, all right. I have um I have beer hot dog. Like I can still taste it. I think it's giving me I don't normally eat like this in the morning either, so like I'm also getting a little like a I don't know, indigestion. Love from this not yeah i mean uh, you housed that whole hot dog i was uh, i did i was impressed i did well again you i want to i want to (laughs) know i want to know all right uh we've been asking this question a lot of late how has this happened how have the orioles done this how do you define it because on paper you'd still say it's a nondescript pitching staff it's a bottom half of baseball offense how how has this happened well, our next guest really dove in and attempted to explain it in a piece that he did for espn.com and espn plus. He is ESPN writer David Schoenfield and he's with us now here on GCR. David, it's Glenn and Griffin in Baltimore. It's good to chat with you. Thank you so much for taking a couple of minutes for us.
9: Hey, you bet! Thanks for having me on. A uh, fun time down there for you guys right now. It
0: it has been a far pleasant summer than we could have ever imagined it being, David. <laughs> but but it's weird because I feel like, I, and I, you know, we've had a lot of, you know, analysts and national writers, and I I've, I keep saying the same thing, which is how how you you're sitting around, somebody comes up to you and says, dude, what's going on with the Orioles? How has that happened? I don't know how to explain it really. Yeah. Like I, I know the dumb guy thinks, Well, oh, Adley Richmond got here and the bullpen's pretty good, but I still kind of walk away from it saying, I don't know if this is is really a statement about a franchise that has utterly turned around or if it's just a magical season that they're having somehow, some way. You've really dove into it, so I'm going to give you the ask you to give you the shortened version of the how. How has this happened?
9: <laughs> yeah, no, it it defies all logic. The short version The bullpen's been really good. You guys know that, right? Uh, You know, I look back at other sort of surprise teams that come out of nowhere, and it's almost always pitchy. The the Baltimore offense gets a little better than last year, especially when you factor in that it's impossible to hit home runs now at Camden Yards, right? But, yeah, but like you said, the offense is still just middle of the pack. It's not a powerhouse lineup. So, The pitching, like a lot of surprise teams in the past, has come out of nowhere to be really good. And Pitching, though, it's volatile. Is this an indicator that they've suddenly found this pitching staff for the next five, six years? Not necessarily. Bullpens, in particular, can come and go in a hurry. Uh, But, yeah, it's certainly completely unexpected one of the great miracle teams of all time if they could make the playoffs. The The question
0: that I've been asking myself about the pitching, David, is how much of it is related to the defense behind them? And and of course, obviously, Adley Rutschman being a central figure. But even, like I'm watching last night and there was a, a shot down the line in left field and Austin Hayes so casually gets over to get the ball. And I think about some of the positionless players that the Orioles have ran out in the outfield in the past and how many guys maybe wouldn't have gotten like the range of these outfielders of Cedric Mullins and Austin Hayes and then Anthony Santander with his arm I, I don't know how to define it but I feel like something like that plays a significant role in explaining why the pitching has been far better than the list of names that are out there doing the pitching
9: yeah, no, that's a good point, and I forget the exact numbers that I cited in the piece, but I think the Orioles' defense uh, projects to be about fifty or sixty runs better than last year. Yeah. but Overall, they're going to they're going to allow what two hundred and something fewer runs. So yeah, uh, defense. By the way, it was six, it was a sixty-seven.
0: Hard. It was sixty-seven runs saved better than they were. A yeah, year Yeah.
9: So, yeah, so that's you know about you know what two fifths of of you know, the improvement. So yeah, the defense is part of it, especially with the, you know, the, the wall out in left field, left field defense in particular is important. Remember, you really didn't, I don't want to say you didn't need outfield defense in Camden yards, but it wasn't important because the dimensions were so small. Well, suddenly left field and left center outfield defense is a big part of uh, building a winning team there. So yeah, it's certainly a factor.
0: And, and it's a weird – I bring it up, David, in part because I, I think about how they could still upgrade offensively and what they could do this off season. but I almost get nervous about it, right? Like I almost say, <laughs> well, yeah, you could probably use someone a little bit more productive than Austin Hayes. But then I'm like, but are you going to screw everything up in the process? Like are you going to screw up your defense and then screw up your pitching and screw up – leave it alone. Just keep doing this thing. Cause, and I know it doesn't Whoa, really work that way.
9: No, but it, it's true. And defense helps teams have a floor. You know, if your defense is above average, you don't necessarily need great pitching. Obviously, you want great pitching, but, you know, watch the good teams across the sport and watch the bad teams. And defense stands out. It, it's so important. So if you're not going to score a lot of runs and you don't have Justin Verlander as your number one starter, Defense helps make up for a lot of, you know, other flaws in a team. So I'm with you. you. You Be careful about, oh, we need to add this bat, but how does that impact the team as a whole? Defense is vitally important.
0: David Schoenfield is with us from ESPN.com. We'll link out the piece that, that he wrote, really diving in to how this has happened for the Baltimore Orioles. David, I, I, and again, I, I asked the question, is this sustainable, like moving forward? And I say that knowing the Orioles are going to add, like they're going, they've said out loud, we're spending money. Um, you know, we're going to try to get better pitching, and they they expect to get a John Means back, and Grayson Rodriguez is going to be a part of this thing next year, and we we already know that there are going to be upgrades. But I, like, is this close to being something that could compete? for a championship like it's it's nice to be a good story it's nice to have fun and to be competitive but what comes along with that is expectations right like that starting next year it's it's no longer okay to just be a fun story you already did that part now you got to go win are they building something that is sustainable for the next few years to truly move into competitiveness to try to win a world series
9: yeah, look, I think so, and you know the easy reason to, to believe in that is the farm system, right? Uh, you know, we we will trust what the experts say, but they all think right now Baltimore's number one farm system. Um, Gunnar Henderson, I uh, will see if he he gets called up here in September, kind of as evolved as the number one overall prospect in the game right now. You know, Grayson Rodriguez, let's get him back. You know, potential frontline starter. Um, but they're also, I think the look you can to me it's a win now team, meaning you gotta go into this offseason and add some more pitching. Yeah, you're gonna be adding more young players to the lineup. But you look at that lineup, Hayes, Mullen, Santander, these guys are in their prime. They're all twenty six, twenty-seven years old. So you don't wanna wait three years down the road to say we're gonna be ready in twenty twenty six because those guys might be leaving their prime years. So I think this offseason is huge. And you got to go out, and you are going to need more starting pitching. There is no doubt. Some of those guys, uh, you know, do we really trust them long term? I don't know. Even the bullpen, you know, these guys, all these guys they got off the waiver wire, are they the real deal? I don't know. The lineup, I think, is going to be much better um, with the addition of some of the prospects, mm-hmm. but you got add more pitching. got to add more pitching, no doubt about
0: it. No, no question. That's that's got to be a priority, and and I I have to assume it will be. And the nice thing, as you pointed out about the wall, is. Pitchers might be willing to sign in Baltimore now, yeah. unlike in past years. Boy, last night there were two there were two balls the White Sox blasted off literally the top of the wall that would have been, <laughs> you know, and neither one of those runners ended up scoring, and either like it's 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 incredible the impact that that wall has made in sort of the way. That,
9: How many years before they're like, well, we got to move the wall in? Right? Yeah, it's I it's mean, too difficult for our hitters.
0: By the way, what you're bringing up, David, is like the Trey Mancini argument, right? Like, a lot of people would love yep. to see Trey Mancini come back to Baltimore as a free agent this offseason because he's a beloved figure here. But the immediate thought back is, why in the hell would Trey Mancini want to be back in Baltimore? He can't hit home runs anymore in Baltimore.
9: Yeah, no, if you're a right-handed pole power hitter, is Baltimore going to be the place you want to go to? No, uh, you know. Obviously not. Look, in the end, if you're a free agent, money always sure. you know, speaks. Sure. But, but, you know, there's been, you know, Seattle is an example. They've had trouble luring free agent hitters to come to Seattle because it's a tough place to hit, you know. So, yeah, you, you, you know, you want to have a balanced park, but it, clearly the Orioles had to do this because just their young pitchers, obviously, the last few years. We're just getting hammered at that part. I keep so, I keep wondering I think the left-field wall's there at a state. I,
0: I keep it's, wondering if there's some sort of like happy medium between the two. Yeah. <laughs> like if there's there's a way to maybe bring the fence down slightly or something that can
9: I, uh, I still watch games there and it's like, what stadium is this? Yeah. You know, Cause it's it just transformed the whole part. No
0: doubt. But from the pitching standpoint, there is no question. Yep. There is no question that it's working. Um it 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 can they get over the hump just to get in, David? Like it it, it's a weird thing where I keep saying, well, if you're two games out, you, of course you can get in. But every time it comes yeah. up, I still say, but I'm betting against it. I still think it's it's difficult. It's a lot to ask of the. I mean, they Austin Voth. Had to gut out five and two thirds innings where he was putting two base runners on every inning last night and somehow right. beat Dylan Cease. And that's absurd yeah. <laughs> and it makes no sense. But to ask for these things to keep happening and to keep holding up for you to overcome two games when there are still other teams, I, I don't know. I know it can. I just really struggle with the idea that it will.
9: Yeah, you know, if I had to go and put my life savings on the wild card teams in the American League. Orioles would not be one of my three picks and you know obviously we know about the schedule although I don't know some of those Red Sox games don't look so tough anymore but what seven against Houston um, that's going to be tough but maybe when you face them down the road you have them coming up and then later in September maybe they're kind of playing out the string because they're so far ahead in the west so maybe the schedule isn't quite as tough but Look, there's a chance Tampa Bay—they're they, still riddled with injuries. I'm not completely buying them. Seattle can't score any runs, although they have a very easy schedule the rest of the way. So yeah, there's hope, uh, but you know the odds are still against them.
0: Yeah, that's sort of where I am. And I, again, yeah, I, I hate I, to look, say it. <laughs> no, but I, it doesn't mean it doesn't mean it won't. Right? Like that's the thing. And the yeah. and and the the nice part about it for us, as we alluded to before, is. It, we've moved the goalposts. That wasn't the expectation for this year. It's it's tough to be disappointed in a scenario where they come up just a little bit short because they were never supposed to be there to begin with. Just the fact that we're getting yeah. meaningful baseball games in August and September in Baltimore is, is so much more than we could have ever asked for this season that um, it's unfair to move the goalposts at that point. And,
9: so- and plus, you know, when we were... When added the third wild card. There was this belief, well, it might only take 82, 83 wins to get there, and that's going to happen in some years. But the AL, there's so many bad teams in the American League this year that it looks like it's going to take, you know, 89, 90 wins to get that wild card. So I think that, I think the future will tell us that's a pretty high bar, that a lot of years it's only going to be in the mid-80s to get that, that last playoff spots. But it's a little tougher to get in this year. It's a bit
0: loaded. It is a bit loaded. Is there one other thing in all the research that you did that was particularly interesting to you, David? Like is is everything, all the data you went through, is there anything else related to what the Orioles have done that you're like, man, I don't, I don't know that we're talking about this enough.
9: Well, the one thing I didn't do, you know, is look at those other surprise teams and look at, was it, Sustainable. Um, did you lose me here?
0: No, I'm. I got you.
9: Oh, okay. Yep. Sorry, my phone started beeping here. Um, one thing I did look at though was the average age of the various teams, and the Orioles are a little younger than these other surprise teams. So I think that's a good sign for the future. Let alone that they're going to be adding all these great prospects. So because um, some of these teams that surprise. For example, the 99 Diamondbacks, they were a veteran team. They signed Randy Johnson. They signed Steve Finley. They traded for Luis Gonzalez. Um, so that was an older team that came together, had a run for a few years, and then kind of fell apart. But I think that the the, the overall youth on the Orioles is is a good sign that they can keep this going in the that's
0: future. A, that's a great point. That is a great point. Um, David Schoenfeld, it, it's, it was fascinating stuff, man. Um I, I am I am hopeful that this is sustainable, and I'm hopeful that we'll both be wrong, and that the Orioles will end up figuring a way to get in. But I truly appreciate taking the time and joining us this morning, um, and and look forward to chatting with you again in the future. Thank you for doing this. All
9: right, let's do it. Thanks for having me,
0: David Schoenfield from ESPN, uh, checking in with us. And again, if you have not read that story, we'll link it up at Glenn Clark Radio on Twitter. Okay, let's get back into Would You Rather Wednesday, brought to you by Glory Day's Grill. Three scenarios. Tim Barbales was here in studio with us in the first hour, gave us his answers. Now let's get into ours. Would You Rather numero uno. The Orioles today announce a four-year extension for Brandon Hyde that, for whatever reason, would have a, a serious buyout. The idea being it's not I don't want anybody to think like, yeah, you can give a four-year extension and just fire him next year. Like, you're committing to Brandon Hyde. You are truly committing to Brandon Hyde as being the manager for the bulk of this phase that the Orioles are moving into. Or, nah, continue to go year to year. I'm amazed by what has happened, but I still have a fair amount of questions about some of the decisions that he's made. I'm not ready to commit. You need to uh, turn the microphone on. Yeah, definitely uh, the second. That's what you need to commit to. Griffin needs to commit to turning the microphone on.
2: Definitely the second option. I'd rather do a a year to year option. Um, I don't, honestly, I mean, I'm not sure how many managers even are there that you would like to commit to that long term? Like, that seems like a very. A uh, tough thing to do because uh, I, I mean I'd I feel like in, especially in Major League Baseball I feel like year to year teams can fall apart just so quickly. Well, the, it,
0: it's the, the arguments made that a lot of guys have won Manager of the Year and have been with, with without a job within two years. Most of those guys are getting fired with time on their contract, right? Like most guys do. Managers are smart enough to say. I've succeeded. It's time for you to step up and reward me for the success that I've so, had.
2: I, so, what's the so the thought is he leaves or or four year deal like that's I mean that's
0: well I'm I, I based on the question
2: based on the question I would rather only have him for another for a year another year to year deal for at least next season before we give him a long term extension make sure that you know he continues to manage you know manage the lineup well. Uh, I mean, I guess, I guess it worked out, you know, playing more lefty, like I saw, you know, you know we all thought Gunnar was coming up yesterday, and then you see Rudnett Dor starting at third base, and it's just kind of like a, uh, an eye roll, but then, you know, Dylan sees great ingredients lefties, so, you know, I mean, and it, and it worked out, they won. So, uh, you know, if we can continue to see more things like that, and it, and it works out, and he's able to man- continue to manage this bullpen... Um, the way he has, I think, and in, in, and it leads to a playoff berth next year, uh, then, then I'd be I, fine with it. But for right now, I'd rather at least see a, a year-to-year I'm just
0: extension. trying to compare. So Brian Snicker's extension was through 2024, so it was a three-year extension that he got.
2: And he just won a World Series.
0: Um, now, he's also 66 years old, which I think plays a significant role. Like I don't think typically guys that are that up there in age are, length- are, are guys – a lot of those guys don't even want that type of you know oh, like like a, a like, four plus, like guys plus. you know I'm 66 years old I just yeah. won a World Series like yeah I'll come back and ride this thing out for a little bit but I, I ain't gonna be here for 10 okay. years like yeah, it some... ain't it ain't gonna happen that way and I don't know everybody's unique situation of course some guys want to man- Dusty Baker clearly wants to manage until he's dead you know <laughs> like uh, Tony La Russa clearly has no interest in not managing some guys are just that way but not everyone is um this one you know split ish um uh KZ uh, I'd rather Hyde gets his contract all managers have flaws some of you love uh John Harbaugh and he's never leaving I don't KZ's so obsessed with John Harbaugh you got bro I love you can I love you you gotta chill like it's just a bad bit at this point point. and I love you but I don't know what it has to do with uh Brandon Hyde he wants Brandon Hyde to get a contract. Um, from Paul and Ovi Lando, the latter, I would just like to see how he does next season, managing a team where there will actually be expectations for winning and success going into the season, and the temperature starts rising and the scrutiny of his lineups and in-game decisions, hopefully he rises to the challenge. From Paul Valley, uh, year to year. Oh, I think Paul has been particularly critical of uh, Brandon Hyde. And his bullpen. I'm pretty sure that Paul has yeah. been pretty aggressive in his criticism of Brandon Hyde. The decisions have been too much recently, especially the bullpen. Uh, Rita, it's, Rita, you, that's a. You should do better than that, Rita says. The latter, which is the, but she doesn't give any reason for it. She just <laughs> says latter for year to year. Come on, Rita. Um, Chris Pika, my buddy, blog and tackle. Uh, give Hyde a four-year deal. Much like Brian Snicker in Atlanta, there's the comparison, whose key player stood up for him in the middle of their rebuild, Hyde deserves the shot to finish the job and has the backing of the clubhouse. Every manager kicks a couple of decisions every season, Hyde included.
2: And I don't want it to sound like, you know, we're kind of, like I feel like this is us almost trying to talk about Hyde negatively. Like, I don't think that's it. There's very few managers out there that I think I would want to on a four-year deal. Like... So, like that's. Like.
0: Um, I I think that you understand that what what a four year deal really is is a three year deal. Like you have to. What it is is you're not firing him after next season. Essentially, like you yeah. a four year deal is a way of saying, look, we're committed to you beyond next year. It's next year plus. Anything after that, you could essentially say well, we can even with a buyout we can get out we can get out of it right um but a four year deal a four year deal i would argue is a three year commitment i would especially for the orioles I would argue that's a three year commitment that's saying what it really is saying is you're getting the shot you're going to be the one to take this team into the next, but it's a real commitment for that right mm-hmm. i think if the hang up's on the number four i mean like yeah, I and mean,
2: come on man yeah i mean it's not as it's not, yeah, it's not not as bad. Then I think, I mean, cause obviously, yeah, you, there's a way out, but still, it, it just it doesn't it doesn't make sense to me to, to to marry to marry yourself to this guy for you know the next two seasons.
0: Uh, Lewis disagrees. I think you give him the extension right now. The players really seem to respond to him. You want to continue building upon that. Josh Foster, my man Bird for life, uh, probably the former. I think Elias has a lot of say in the decisions Hyde is making on the field. As long as their relationship is good and we're winning, I don't see him going anywhere. Eric Dorsey. While I like Hyde, having a four-year guaranteed deal isn't smart. Even if they go year to year, I doubt he, as most managers, isn't going anywhere. Um, I think you meant to say is going is going somewhere else. I don't know. You just that wasn't. I doubt he is isn't going anywhere. Well, it, that's double negative. <laughs> like uh, in his profession, he has one of thirty desirable jobs. But I'm fine with a two-year deal. It's not an option. I'm not giving you that. Uh, Chris, give the man a four-year deal. He seems to mostly make good decisions, and the players seem to respect him. He's managed the bullpen expertly, in my opinion. We've seen bad managers here. Let's keep one of the good ones for a change. What else does he have to do? Uh, Nick, just simple, pay the man from um, Jay McChaos. Oh, I love Jay McChaos. Great to hear from you. But where you been? It's been a while since Jay's checked in. He says to do um, give him the extension year to year. We'll just have him looking for another long-term opportunity without front office drama. Uh, Mike says, I would definitely be good with Brandon Hyde getting a four-year extension. He deserves it after all of the losing the Orioles went through over the past five years. Uh, Mark Tenley, keep Hyde. See if whatever is happening now can keep going. And if it can't, we can always keep our farm system great. I guess you're just saying you're... You're re- re- rebuilding again, I guess. Yeah. I'm not. I'm. I'm definitely opposed to that. I'm opposed to rebuilding the rebuild. And I'm an extension
2: might even. Wouldn't that? Could that put like you know more more pressure on it as well? Like say the Orioles come out and they're only five hundred. Oh, so like, like, the they like, two two like they feel like they have to
0: make aggressive moves in order to. And like,
2: yeah, and then they come out. They're only five hundred uh, the first two months next season. Maybe. And then you it's, know, maybe. Yeah, I, I hear your argument, right? Like if, like, we, like oh, we just gave this guy a four-year deal. He I don't, has to win. And he, and what you're saying is on the on a. the flip
0: side, they they just fire the manager and assume the players are all correct. Like, yeah, I don't know, I don't, I don't know. It's an interesting thought. All right, number two. Would you rather be caught on camera and go viral for your most disgusting food habit, or be caught on camera and go viral for rejection in a romantic
2: situation? Um. So I kind of was leaning towards the 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 romantic situation one. Like I feel like that would blow over a lot quicker um because i i also like you know like tim was saying i can't think of too many outlandish uh food takes i think I, I think the problem is but i feel like the the, the if, if if i can't re- i mean it's gonna suck mm-hmm. <laughs> obviously that they both might not be ideal but i think the food thing um i think that would go on for a little bit longer and people wouldn't mind bringing that up as much whereas if you see a guy get a you know, get rejected. It's like, oh, this poor dude. I mean, it's funny. Oh, you it's think, funny, you think but that people, people, there's people a level will, of like they're like, all right, let's leave that be. He's yeah, <laughs> like he be. hasn't he
0: been through enough, right? Yeah. That's an interesting argument that it dies quicker the other one. And there's always more fish in the sea. And if you're out and you you got a, right. uh, a hot chick with you, they're not going to care about the last you know young woman. That's a great argument that nobody's really made <laughs> about this one. Um, a lot of people uh, have been afraid to announce what their weird food habits are. Um, like I have talked before that among mine, I don't know that I would love. Like I have admitted openly that I am a man who has taken a bag of shredded cheese and
7: just done.
2: Yeah, this, I was thinking that, but I
0: poured it down my gullet. It's truly disgusting.
2: That, now that would be very weird at an Oriole game. Or it doesn't game. have to be at a baseball yeah.
0: game. I didn't say it was. It had to happen at a baseball game.
2: You're just like just you you're g- just in the food court and someone's. Like- or you're just
0: at home and somebody, you know, like, and then it, go, it gets on the internet and the internet's like, dude, what is this? Like what is this dude doing? Just turning a bag of shredded cheddar but cheese that's still a little bit upside relatable, down. I think. I think that specifically <laughs> is relatable. I I have had worse uh, bits. Like I've had. There's been a leftover casserole, and I've just taken my hand. There was a moment. Okay, so there's maybe you're dipping your hand in mayo. Here, here's the thing. Mayo. Here's the thing that happened on Saturday. So um, I throw this pig roast every year, and this year, um. There were a couple less people than that. We had a bigger pig, so we actually had more pig left during. In fact, I actually had a, a small amount of leftover pig at the end, and very small. But we had a hundred and twelve pound pig, and so as the day's gone on, I've had a little pig, and I want a little more pig, and so I go over now. I don't eat bread any longer, so I go over and I put some pig in my hand because I don't see any. Plates readily available because this is the way a party goes. Like at the beginning, you have lots of plates and lots of, bo- and then all of a sudden you look around, and you're like, "What happened to all the plates and bowls? Like where are they?" But you've also been partying during the course of the day, so you're no longer interested in trying to solve the problem. You're just like, "Now what can I do?" You're now the, the the guy that I was talking about earlier that's supposed to make the Connect Four board for me. Like now I'm the engineer. I'm the man that has to come up with the vehicle for consuming said pig. So I said, "Well, this is easy. I'm just putting it in my hand," and I just. Grab some of the pig and I put it in my hand. And then my friend Mr. Gatsby makes his own homemade barbecue sauce. And it is a pickle based barbecue sauce. And it is outstanding. I mean, it is unbelievable. So I go over and I get that bottle of the pickle barbecue sauce and I spread it all over the pig. And then I go and I say, I'm going to sit down with my friends. <laughs> and I go sit down at a table with my buddy uh, Caleb, who is the producer of the uh, Rita and Glenn program and 1057 the fan. And um, and with uh, my old program director uh, from uh, Fan 1060 KDUS in Phoenix, uh, my friend Angel. And I sit down. And she Angel has always been kind of like a men- – she's not that much older than I am. She's, I don't know, six or seven years older than I am, something like that. But she's always been – because she was my boss, she's always been a bit of a mentor figure for me. and uh, But we're also very close friends. And so I sit down, and she almost rudely says, are you – did you just stuff a bunch of pig in your hand to eat? And I turn around, and I say, I don't like the tone by which you asked that question. I feel like you're asking it with judgment. Why don't you ask again, but without the judgment? She said, okay. Hey, Glenn, did you put a bunch of pig in your hand, and are you planning to eat it right out of your hand? To which I said, yes, I am.
2: And went didn't... for it.
0: And I just feel like... The judgment that I heard in her voice now project that for the rest of the internet.
2: It's still not – I'm just trying to – it's hard to think of something as bad as picking at a hot dog – Dipping it in your beer. I'm, like, I'm trying to think.
0: I uh, think like, that's the weird factor, right? Like I get judged for things like, like I don't. still eating normal when food. I, when yeah. I do my Thanksgiving leftovers, I do not put cranberry sauce on the Thanksgiving leftover sandwich. Not because I don't love cranberry sauce. I do enjoy a good cranberry sauce. Cranberry relish, 10 and a half. I just say I know what condiment I prefer. I prefer barbecue sauce. That's what I like. And I get judged for that because I put barbecue sauce on my Thanksgiving leftovers. Well, any normal human being in a normal world would put barbecue on their turkey. Like, if you go to the, the, the pit beef stand and you get a nice pit turkey, are you smothering it in cranberries or are you putting barbecue sauce on it? You know you like it better, but yet every year, we get the day after Thanksgiving, and I do it in part to piss people off. I post a picture, and everybody, air, air. now yes, I also put some smashed potatoes on top, and I smother that in barbecue sauce, a little turkey, smashed potatoes, and barbecue sauce, and now I don't eat bread anymore, so I don't do it as a sandwich, I just do it as like a platter, and I, I eat it all together, and people are like, oh, this is sacrilegious, this isn't how it's supposed to work. Get bent.
2: <laughs> Yeah, that sounds like a great meal. It's I, an, I it's
0: incredible. Of course, it's incredible. I can't complain. I it's incredible. Don't put any stuffing on it. Who puts stuffing? Who wants stuffing on a leftover Thanksgiving? The stuffing, as I always say, is the worst part. That's why we do the stuffing with the raisins. You need to do stuffing with something else in it because stuffing alone sucks. It is unnecessary. Nobody likes to talk about it. It's a conversation for another day. I've been completely sidetracked here. That's my fault. I apologize. I'm saying that we, I think, accept things. As being normal in our lives, that the general population would not find quite as normal. I'll give you an example. Uh, Mark Tenley was willing to share his. He said, um, uh, I would rather it be the food thing. I think of my weirdest um, uh, maybe cookies on pizza. Yeah, bro, that's weird. Yeah. A lot of y'all have some weird pizza things where you're like, I smother my pizza in ranch. Get out of here, you child. remember how much we killed the former president like there were a lot of embarrassing things about the former president but remember how much we killed him for finding out that like he liked his steaks well done and with ketchup imagine something there is something like that that you do that you're like all right i know you're gonna make fun of me for this but i do it this way people put ketchup on their eggs that is a thing that exists where people get eggs at breakfast and they put ketchup on it. And now you're that guy. That's going viral for whatever reason. You're not the only one and you don't get why it's going viral, but it is. You're out there. You're ketchup on the eggs guy. And you might say, I still stand by it. Hot dog straw guy might stand by it, despite the fact that now the rest of the world has tried it and been like, dude, this is nothing. Like he might stand by it. You might stand by it, but the rest of the world is mocking you for that. Mocking you relentlessly i have no idea mark why you would put cookies on your pizza you're an insane
2: person what is that ranch is better than cookies at least I
0: maybe but no it is. I is you're trying right. to justify it and that makes me fear that you're someone who has put ranch i don't know i pizza. don't i don't
2: seek out ranch I i'm mean, terrified
0: that's... that what you're doing right now is low-key admitting that you're not opposed to ranch on pizza. No, I'm, I, I'm not. Because ranch on pizza is disgusting. So when you say that it makes more sense, I, neither one of them makes any sense. Like you're comparing.
2: Uh, some pizzas cut. Like, what if you get a buffalo chicken pizza?
0: But that's a different scenario, Griffin. That's where you might drizzle ranch on top of that because yeah. it's. I'm talking about the people that dip their pizza in ranch. Right, yeah. That's, or dip their that's, pizza that's a lot. in... That's a lot. I swear to God, right. I want to strangle my children right now. I won't. But I want to because we go to the brewery sometimes and they always like to get the pizza from the brewery and they ask for ketchup to dip their pizza in. No! I'm putting my foot down. I've got to be a parent at some point. Someone's got to step in or else I'm going to call Child Protective Services and tell them they should take my kids away from me. Someone's got to be better at this. i got kids dipping their pizza in ketchup. What's going on? No.
2: Not going to happen.
0: All right, uh, number three.
2: Last thing on the, uh, the, the, the Glizzy Straw guy, uh, someone, whoever I guess posted the video, they, somebody DM'd them and they're like, this guy comes into our casino all the time. And he does, he does exactly that. He pokes a hole in his hot dog and he like drinks a beer. I, mean, and,
0: I definitely didn't think it was the first time he ever tried right, it was at the right. baseball game. That's an awfully expensive hot dog and beer to be trying something for the first time <laughs> at the baseball game. You've clearly committed to this. Hey, um, uh, uh, some news. Um, uh, Maryland's announced some non-conference football games for the future couple of years, including in 2025. They will host Towson Ooh. in College Park. Good, yeah, because it,
2: it got, got canceled in 2020. And so it, it, was... it, it, the
0: last time it happened was when Towson was really good and Maryland was really, really bad. And Towson n- was very much in that game into the second half. Was very into that game late. And in fact, like I remember, the, it was a su- whatever the su- the success of the season. I don't was I don't, I and mean, it wasn't the year they went to the national championship game. That was the year they beat uh, UConn, I believe. Yeah. Um, but it was one of the the better, you know, one of the years when they made the NCAA tournament. I remember at the end of the year, like, Rob legitimately was, was very casual and being like, yeah, but we should have beat Maryland. And I was <laughs> like, dude, that is a, that's a hell of a standard. Um, I love Rob. Yeah, I mean, I like Rob too. Uh, they announced uh, they will also play a home and home with Wake Forest, so.
2: They played. Unless, they played at like, Wake Forest uh, like two years ago. Maryland did or, uh, oh, I was oh, going to say oh, you know, Maryland. Towson. Might Maryland, Maryland hasn't played Wake Towson. Forest since they've been I'm in the ACC. Yeah.
0: Um, and that's only relevant if Sam Hartman somehow stays in school for another decade. And I don't think he's going to do that. So the likelihood of Wake Forest being relevant, unfortunately, is slim to none. Just not likely. All right. Anyway, number three. Would you rather the uh, the thing ends or it continues? It's basically <laughs> as simple as that.
2: I, I, I'm, I'm all in. I mean it's it's so much fun I, I want to see him keep winning if I have to pick one I'd rather one th- I'd rather see the Ravens win a football game uh, especially when it's part of a an absurd streak that <laughs> so my pick is uh yeah I'd, well I well, I'm I think we might as well bet on that end again Saturday. it end it now and, uh, now let's continue it for another 365 days don't
0: ever want to talk about it again. I had some other things I was thinking about writing my column about on Sunday night for PressboxOnline.com. I wanted to write about how much I enjoyed the Little League Classic and how much I, you know, I wanted baseball to consider other opportunities for these one-off games. I wanted to write about the Steve Young thing and why how how stupid it was that we were overreacting to someone who has so little knowledge of what's going on with the Ravens and. no disrespect to a hall of fame quarterback, but the idea that Steve young has any clue of anything at all that's happened with the Ravens is so preposterous that we should be embarrassed by the air that we were giving it. I wanted to write about those things, but I was just so, I kept looking at people trying to make stories out of the Ravens preseason win streak. And I was so flabbergasted by it, but I'm like, I have to write something. And then I'm mad at myself because now I'm giving more light to it. Oh, ended. Um, More end it than than the alternative, but a couple more people that are into it than I would have expected. More people who are like, "Yeah, I'm good with it, just being over it." So somebody cooked Rob Long the other day, although Rob said it in a weird way. Like Rob said, "I'm worried that we care too much about the streak, and that's why guys are playing in the fourth quarter." And to be fair, I I have the fourth quarter is the only time I've been turning these games on because I want to see the results of the bets, and I have not seen a lot of it i know that travis jones injury was legit he's going to miss three to five weeks and well that's not the end of the world it's still a bitter pill to swallow for someone that was a third a third round pick is somebody who's supposed to be contributing pretty quickly so that's a bummer and he was on the field late into that game i don't think he was on the field because they were trying to win i think he was on the field because he's working his way into the rotation i i, I have not sensed that the ravens have done insane things to try to keep the streak alive. What they did against Denver to try to keep the other dumb streak alive was by far way more embarrassing than anything they've done with the preseason streak. That that was one of the most embarrassing things you could ever do. That that was – there was no defense of it. This is – it's an anomaly. That's all it is. I have not sensed that there's been any, you know even, – even if you went back and found a game where they were, like, throwing the ball – Downfield with 30 seconds left and like purposely caring about the results of the game, like you would do that in in a lot of situations. These are like, guys
2: that are still trying to win jobs here. Right.
0: Like, like you would you would give them the opportunity to go out and play and not just hand the ball off and not do anything because you want to get the game over with. You would still try to run plays. So I have not sensed that they've left they've taken great risk I would that would be something I would criticize them for this isn't about criticism to me this is just about I don't want to deal with it I am so sick and tired of it I am so sick of it that I just want it to be over so no one ever asks me again when I'm doing a radio hit in some other city and they're like well what do you make of the?" nothing <laughs> nothing it's not real I just want it to be over all right uh get me your responses uh, at Glenn Clark Radio on Twitter, Facebook.com slash Radio. Everyone who responds will be registered to win a $25 gift card to Glory Days Grill. I'm not even kidding about this. I don't normally have to poop this time of day, and I feel like I have to poop, and I blame the hot dog. <laughs> That's way too much information. <laughs> um, it's just unpleasant because we now have a single bathroom here at uh, the offices of PressBox. So it's it's not like when you're in a normal office and, you know, you can just go down the hallway and no one will ever know that it was you that was pooping. We now have one bathroom. If you've got to poop, everyone's going to know.
2: Thank you for know. letting me know. Yeah, 100%. Might take a walk, I guess, Hundred percent.
0: Well, I do think that uh, Lee, our office manager, isn't in today. So I think <laughs> if there was a day where I had to poop, today might be the day to do. <laughs> Why am I doing this? I could just take a break and we come back in. Uh, We're going to get a tidbit, we're going to get tubular, and we're going to wind things down. For a Would You Rather Wednesday edition of the program, today's show brought to you by your local Toyota dealer. The Toyota Tacoma comes in a range of models and trim lines. You can choose the perfect Tacoma to reflect your unique personality and driving habits. Check out buyatoyota.com for deals and new Tacomas from your local Toyota dealer today. Glenn Clark Radio.
6: Hey Birdland, arrive early at the yard on Saturday, September 3rd when the first 15,000 fans 15 and over will receive the first ever Orioles soccer jersey presented by Pepsi. Don't miss out on this brand new crossover kit before the Orioles clash with the Oakland A's at 7.05 at the ballpark that forever changed baseball. What better way to celebrate Labor Day weekend than with your favorite home team on a Saturday night? Great seating options are available and tickets start as low as $15 at Orioles.com tickets.
5: 22 baseball season is in full swing, and the future is brighter than ever for your Baltimore Orioles. I'm Paul Valley, And I'm Zach Goodman. And together we bring you the bat around every Saturday from 10 a.m. to noon with everything you need to know about the Orioles and baseball as a whole. From veterans like Cedric Mullins, Austin Hayes, and Ryan Mountcastle to young stars like Adley Rutschman, Grayson Rodriguez, and D.L. Hall. We've got you covered for every game, every pitch, and every debut. You can watch us at youtube.com slash pressboxonline and facebook.com pressbox Sports. Or you can listen at Pressboxonline.com slash radio. So join us live on the Bat Round every Saturday from 10 a.m. to noon right here at Pressbox Sports. Summer is in full swing, and so
0: is the summer seasonal menu at Glory Days Grill. Start with the opener, Flash Fried Pork Belly with their popular Korean number 2 sauce. And try their South Carolina barbecue Chicken, or back by popular demand, the Lobster Roll with Grilled Corn. Also try the Irresistible Crab and Lobster Fries or the Very Berry Salad with Chicken. And for dessert, the Cracker Jack Sundae with a waffle, ice cream, and Cracker Jacks. This menu will be going, going, gone. out more and get your order in at glorydaysgrill.com. Glory Day's Grill, great food, good sports.
4: The latest edition of Press Box is available now. On the cover, Bo Smolka profiles Ravens tight end Mark Andrews' path to NFL stardom from his late decision to play the sport full-time through having to overcome type 1 diabetes and more. Also, inside, we introduce you to football players at Maryland, Navy, Towson, and Morgan State, and we give you everything you need to know for betting football this season. Press Box is available for free at over 500 area locations, including 60 Royal Farm stores, and you can always find the entire edition as well as the best daily cover of demos, ravens, and turps at PressBoxOnline.com.
5: It's statistically proven that the show sounds better if you're not wearing pants, like me, right now. You're listening to Glenn Clark Radio.
0: Alright, back in here on GCR as we wind down for a Wednesday edition, a Would You Rather Wednesday edition of the program, which has been brought to you by Glory Days Grill. Let's go ahead and get a tidbit. Tidbit is brought to you by a Swagger. Hope you're playing with Swagger. Play Swagger.com slash pressbox. Three things that are crucial to me that you should know about Swagger. The first, you still can't bet on your phone or your computer in the state of Maryland, and you're not going to be able to for a while. A lot of people are like, well, maybe football season will be... Nope. Nope. Now, it might come at some point during football season, maybe, but it ain't coming in time for the start of football season. So what you can do is feel like you're betting by playing with player props and parlays when you play with swagger. So that's the first thing that really stands out to me. The second thing that stands out to me that's significant about swagger is that you don't have to, when we say the word parlay, you're used to embedding circumstances, you have to hit every leg of a parlay like Griffin did with his gratuitous grouping last week in order to be able to win that bet. That's not the way it works with swagger. With swagger, you're simply trying to earn points. So you're playing these player props, and they're worth certain point values. So depending on how many you play, there's a point value that if you hit, you win money. Now, if you hit all of the legs, you're going to get more points, and you're going to win more money, but you can go seven for 10. You could go three for five, and still earn enough points that you win not only your money back but more money on top of that it is a parlay but your ticket is not a parlay a traditional parlay bet you can win you don't have to be um sorry hang on a sec. there was there was a phrase that they liked using and i'm trying to remember what the phrase was um you can be all right without being all right. Like something, I, There's some phrase like that they like to say, and I like that phrase. Um, you don't have to do that. So that's the second thing that stands out. And the third one, which is a big one, we're giving you the money. Giving it to you. What are you doing? Go to playwithswagger.com right now, slash press box, to get signed up. playwithswagger.com slash pressbox and sign up. And when you do, You're getting $10 for free. You can make 10 $1 bets out of that. You can make one $10 bet, whatever you want to do. But that ain't all. They're also matching up to $100, your first deposit. So you could get up to $110 free. Free money. And you might never play with your own money. You might win forever on free money. What are worst case scenario you play with 110 dollars of free money and then you sort of say i'm not sure this is for me you can always choose to cash out your money i would like to hope that you're not i mean griffin's teetering with it like he's really struggling playing playing. but i'd like to hope that you don't struggle as badly as griffin does that you're winning and especially as we get into football season look we've been talking about it during baseball season we've been having some fun but i I'm planning every week to put together uh, football uh, tickets. I'm planning to really dive into this uh, with Ravens games, things like that. I've had a lot of fun playing with Swagger. I know you will as well. And again, free money when you go to playwithswagger.com/slash/pressbox. What you got?
2: Okay, so uh, more Albert Poolholes tidbits uh, because he's awesome and uh, he's going to reach 700. So we're all we're all hoping for that. And uh, so it is a I cool. I'm not going to. I'm not a, like a huge Albert Pujols guy.
0: You know, I'm. I'm not. Anti Albert Pujols. Right. I do remember like the Cardinals fans being smug, and and I remember having like a a feeling that if we played in the National League, we'd hate the Cardinals the way that we hate the Red Sox and the Yankees. But I don't have anything against Albert Pujols. I I'm just not like you know a number one. He was never my guy the way that, like Ken Griffey was my guy. Like right. he just because he was. I, he's not a complete baseball player. He's a complete hitter, obviously. He's one of the greatest hitters I've ever seen. But the guys that entertained me the most as baseball players were the guys that did other things.
2: All right. Well, so, yeah, as you said, he hits. Um, and I should have done it yesterday uh, because before last night, Adley Rushman was still part of would have still could have been one of my answers. Uh, but he fell out of the top ten of this list. Um, but so the list is, so since the All-Star break, there are nine players with an OPS over 1,000. And leading the pack, and it is not even close, Albert Poolholes with a 1.422 OPS uh, since the All Star break, with a minimum of 50 plate appearances. Um, so, my question is can you name the next eight guys who have an OPS of over 1,000 since the All Star break? Um, there's two. I'll ask for six of the eight because there's two that I think there's just no shot. Uh.
0: <laughs> the All right. So, guys who are OPSing over 1,000 since the All Star break. Yes, I'm gonna guess Aaron Judge is still one of
2: them. Aaron Judge is number two, one point two seven. I can't
0: believe there's someone higher on the list than Aaron Judge.
2: Albert Pujols, dude, just.
0: Um. Oh, he's the only one. Submuch- yeah. Oh, okay, got he's it.
2: He's
0: the only one got above. It. Got it. Um. So how about
2: how about
0: Jordan Alvarez?
2: Jordan Alvarez is a good guess, uh, but not the correct Astro. Not the correct Astro. correct Astro would then be Altuve? It is not Altuve. It would be Bregman. Right, it would be Alex Bregman okay. in a very good second half. 1.045 OPS.
0: We, of course, will see the Astros this weekend as the Orioles are in
2: Houston. Um, Goldschmidt. There you go, yeah. My uh, my swagger hero, Paul, uh, Paul Goldschmidt. He didn't,
0: de- didn't get you a win. He just, he just yeah. made it less embarrassing. Yeah, so. he
2: made it less embarrassing. Uh, Devers, Rafael Devers, not not over a thousand. See where how he's doing. Not yeah, not I don't know if he's above nine hundred. Mm. Bum. <laughs> uh, Austin Riley, Austin Riley is a good guess, uh, but he is not on there. Not there is an Atlanta Brave though. There is an Atlanta Brave. Is it Michael Harris? Not Michael Harris. He's a good guess. Uh, da- 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 uh, it is another rookie, da- da- though. Da- da- another rookie, a Braves rookie. That's not amazing. sure. Yeah, I'm not sure if you have heard of this guy. They called him up, I guess, like right after the break. I called him up right after the break. It might have even been a little bit. Another, he like he barely rookie. qualifies because he's right at 54 plate appearances in the second. All right, tell me, Vaughn Grism. The show oh, I, of course,
0: I've heard of him. I definitely should have got. God, that's that's actually embarrassing for me. Damn.
2: Vaughn Grissom been crazy. Yeah, he's yeah. batting, batting four twenty. I, I actually did know that. Like, legitimately yeah. knew that. Fourteen games that he's played. Twenty one hits in fourteen games. Um,
0: Arenado.
2: Yes, Arenado okay. on the list. One thousand fifty OPS. Two more guys batting. Let well, watch. Okay, so three. Looking for three more guys. Shohei. Shohei is close, but he's not over a thousand nine eighty two.
0: Uh, I mean, I'm just guessing names now. Give me, uh, give me let's something.
2: Let's see. I'm trying to think. The one that you should be able to get, Lindor. Not hasn't no, he not been Lindor. He has been very good, but not over a thousand. Um, we played him last night. Orioles did on the White Sox. Uh, jimenez. Yep. Eloy jimenez um, One thousand seventeen. Has there been an update on him yet today? uh Not that I've seen. Okay. Not that I have seen. Um, and the next two guys, I don't. You're not going to get them. Jake Fraley from okay. the Cincinnati Reds, 1,089, and then uh, outfielder for the Dodgers, Trace Thompson. He has I, been. I believe it. Yeah, he's been killing it.
0: I I I believe it. Uh, I'm looking for an update on Eloy Jimenez. I have not seen one as of yet.
2: Yes, but Adley just inside the top 15, 969 OPS. And Jorge Mateo in the top 25, 929 OPS since the second half began.
0: Um, ba- 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 ba, from, oh my God. So Chris Restar comes in, and he's just telling us all of his embarrassing food things. Peanut butter and sriracha is amazing. There's oh. no better sandwich for a quick lunch. I'd be willing to try it. I I do love... Sriracha and I do love peanut, but I mean I don't eat sandwiches anymore, but I'd be I'd be willing to to listen. Like I'd be willing to listen. Also, Sriracha. sharp cheddar on apple pie is amazing. No. As are fries and blueberry jam. I actually think that's probably true. Like that fries, I jam is jam. weird to me, but I'll give you an example. There are there is a there was a local establishment that did a sandwich that you were supposed to dip into this cranberry sauce, but it was like a thinner cranberry sauce. And it was so good. The way that you would dip a sandwich into an au jus, like this was, they would just dip your sandwich into this instead. It was like a turkey thing. And I ended up always dipping the fries in there as well. Like the fries with a sweet sauce always tends to work. So I actually believe that that is effective. Um, This dude is just going in. I mean, he's just going in on all all of the... He just wants to bring out all of his embarrassing (laughs) food moments that he's going to get caught on for Would You Rather Wednesday. All right. uh, Here's coming up Totally Tubular-wise. Totally Tubular is brought to you by the FanDuel Sportsbook at Live Casino and Hotel. Still time for you to think about moving your fantasy football draft to the FanDuel Sportsbook at Live Casino and Hotel. I would encourage you to do it one week from this Saturday, week one of college football season. The place to be the FanDuel Sportsbook at Live Casino and Hotel. All of the games, bet on them. Great lineup of college football games in week one. Bet on all of them while you host your fantasy draft. It just seems like the most immaculate way. The great food from sports and social. And they'll hook you up. If you email events at sportssocialmd.com, they'll make you a couple offers, things they'll they'll do for you if you host your fantasy draft there. Hmm, hello. Again, events. Hot dog. Events at sportssocialmd.com. Uh, tonight, Orioles-White Sox, Game 2. It's on Mass and 2. It's also on Fox Sports 1 tonight. So... Two in national TV games in the last three for the Baltimore Orioles. Very interesting. Lucas Giolito, Spencer Watkins, the pitching matchup. So, again, on paper, does not favor the Orioles, and the Orioles almost certainly will not be able to. I mean, like, I guess there's an, a situation where Batista, like if they're in a bind, if they're in a pinch, they had to put him out there, maybe get a final yeah. out or something like that. They could do it, but I can't fathom they should be pitching a, a Felix Batista tonight.
2: How many pitches did he throw to you?
0: Uh I mean there's no way there's no way I mean I it wasn't I want to say it was something like 30
2: That's yeah there's no way mm. You're at least you're asking for disaster I mean Yes I get it you you certainly don't 27 27 yeah
0: But if a scenario were to present itself yeah, maybe one out Where correct you just needed a strikeout in a late-inning situation, could you call upon Felix? I don't think you're putting him in the ninth inning of, to start the ninth inning of a one-run game tonight. I don't think you're doing that. I think they're saying he ain't pitching. But if he responds well and they get into that scenario and it's either we do this or we put out, you know, which one of the, Sino Perez didn't pitch much last night, right? Like he only faced a.
2: Yeah, faced one. Yeah. Oh, no, he faced three batters. But he only got one out. He only got he, he only recorded one out, but I think he faced three batters.
0: I almost wonder if they have to make a roster move today. I know because who else? Vespi Vespi's still down. Right? Ves- so we
2: could recall Vespi.
0: Is he still down or is he back? Oh, God, it's so hard. I know for me.
2: it's v- so hard. They've been, been tossing to him. Around. I know, right? It's so hard for me to remember each. Baker threw six pitches. <laughs> Tate <eight laughs> threw eleven. Perez fifteen. So
0: look, I mean, those guys could all pitch tonight. So it's not like they don't have anybody at their disposal. All of those guys could pitch tonight. Um, do they need to call? Yeah, Vespi's on the roster again. Oh. Um, So their bullpen right now, Aiken, Baker, Head, Vespi, Tate, Perez. Like, they've got... Batista's really the only ones not available. They don't have to make a roster move tonight. They don't have to. But, you know, considering they might have to use that bullpen, it's Spencer Watkins pitching, they might have to use a bulk of that bullpen. They might need... They they yeah. might just need to get yeah. into that, in that shuffle of guys coming in and out. That's the way it's got to go. We have to have a... Essentially, an extra three bullpen arms, and we're just shuffling guys in and out for the next couple of weeks in order to get through this thing. But uh, we'll see how it goes tonight. Uh, also tonight, or uh, this afternoon, actually, 4 o'clock on Masson for Nationals Mariners. It's also on MLB Network if you happen to live in the Cleveland or San Diego markets. MLB Network: uh, Giants, Tigers at one; Guardians, Padres at four; Brewers, Dodgers at ten. ESPN Little League World Series throughout the day. Game three, the decider for the Connecticut Sun and Dallas Wings tonight at nine on uh, TBS. Tonight, AEW Dynamite at eight. Non-sports highlights.
2: Non-sports, not a whole lot. Uh new episode of Master Chef. Uh, I Netflix. watched uh, Only Murders. Oh, you did? I watched. Did, it. I'm not caught up yet. Okay, uh, then I'll say nothing. Okay. <laughs> Keep going. All right. uh, Netflix has a couple shows coming out. I'm trying
0: to give some time to I Just Killed My Dad.
2: I Just Killed My Dad.
0: It's on Netflix. It is a wild story. A wild story.
2: Is it like a show or is it like a documentary? It's a
0: documentary um, series. Okay. It is, I knew nothing about it. It's based on a true story from Baton Rouge. It's Mm.
2: wild. Um they well speaking of I guess murders John McAfee a documentary on Netflix. Oh,
0: that looks unbelievable. I apparently his girlfriend thinks he's still alive. Really? Yeah. Okay. Says that then. she got like a phone call from him recently or something like that. There is uh, dude that that thing looks wild as Oh, that was definitely on
2: my list of something that I am Running with watch. the Devil the Wild World of John McAfee. Yeah, um, that that that's that might that might vault ahead of I just killed my dad. <laughs> A new show called Mo about it's a comedy show about a Palestinian guy who lives in Texas. It looks like kind of like a sitcom. Looks like it could be funny, but it's Netflix. I, I'm, I haven't seen them do a ton of stuff like that, so who knows? Selling the OC, a reality or a reality real estate show. In I had Orange somebody County. tell me
0: the fool on the Hulu. Foo- oh yeah, yeah. I wanted to check that out. I is worth the time, okay. so I might. That might be on my I list. I would put that ahead of Mo.
2: Okay. And then uh, the big one on FX and Hulu tonight is Welcome to Rexham the series oh, this, with uh, Ryan Reynolds. And- but
0: this is not this is not scripted. This is a doc series. Yeah, it's like a doc, yeah. They bought a like a low level football yeah, they're like or the a fifth soccer tier team in right. Wales. And this is a doc series about that, which like mm-hmm. I like those guys, so like I want to believe it's entertaining, but I would rather it be a scripted show. Yeah. I mean, I just it's it's Rob McElhenney and and, and uh, Ryan, Reynolds. Ryan Reynolds. I just yes. rather I'd rather watch them do a scripted buddy cop show or I'm something. I'm sure like a that. lot of
2: it will be Sort of set up. I'm sure there'll bits. be. Okay,
0: I mean, I get it. Every reality show is yeah, set up, yeah. but I would just rather. I don't like. I don't like that. I would just rather a scripted show. That's that's all. I, will
2: I watch it? uh nah. wait for people. Wait for what people say. I guess
0: that's <laughs> sort of where I am. That is sort of where I am with that. Is like. I don't, oh, did you? You didn't even mention the real one that's important tonight. Jesus, what are you doing?
2: What's the real one? Uh hello, Archer. Yes. <laughs> Season what 13, in the hell? Season 13 premiere of Archer is, of course, on FXX. Jesus Christ. Apologize to all the Archer fans. like all, all,
0: all of humanity? Yeah. It's like the most enjoyable television program that exists. What's wrong with you? All right, I'm sorry. Thanks to no one. Thanks to Tim Barbales for stopping by. Thanks also to um, uh, David Schoenfield and uh, June Lee from ESPN. Uh, we'll get all that up in the greatest section of the Artists. tab at glenclarkradio.com. Drew Forrester is going to join us in the studio tomorrow. We're going to talk to uh, Judd Fabian, one of the Orioles draft picks, who's down at Delmarva. Of course, we timed this out poorly. Jackson Holiday is making his debut uh, tomorrow for the Delmarva Shorebirds, so we should have maybe tried to wait and cash in our ask from Delmarva, but I guess we'll ask again next week. Um, and uh, I think Jarrett Patterson, uh, Pilati alum, uh, uh, laurel guy of course now running back for the commanders ravens play the commanders on saturday we'll catch up with jerry patterson who's i've been on with a couple times over there i really like jerry patterson he's a hell of a player he was a lot of fun to watch in college put up video game numbers oh my god um and so uh, i've always thought that like with more of an opportunity he could break through in the nfl i don't know if that's going to come we will see um commanders drafted another yeah. running back unfortunately this year so i don't i don't know just don't know if he's ever going to get that opportunity, but I really like him, and I'm rooting for him. So we'll talk to him tomorrow as well. and Niamatololo might be tomorrow, might be Friday, but we're going to preview Navy with uh, and Niamatololo. So uh, at some point in the next two days. Thanks to everybody at PressBox, all of our great sponsors and partners, including our friends at Glory Days Grill, Royal Farms, Costas Inn, Great member memorabilia, FanDuel Sportsbook at Live Casino and Hotel, visit Howard County, the Baltimore Orioles, your local Toyota dealer, buyatoyota.com. Thanks to Griffin at Griffin underscore bass. Thanks to Ryan at Rexpex Ryan. Follow us Twitter, Instagram, and TikTok at Glenn Clark Radio. Have a great Wednesday evening. Go Birds. Duke sucks. Ohio State sucks too.